Remember this, that very little is needed to make a happy life. Ladies, gentlemen and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. and welcome to the final episode of Positivity Month and the final episode of Modern Escapism 2.0. My name is Oodles. Sit back, relax, unless you're driving, and enjoy the happiness. Joining me today, the happiest man in North Yorkshire is Stig. Oh, I don't know how much more of this happiness I can do. <laughs> we do a ranty episode next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the happiest man in Northern France is Biggie. Hello. <laughs> That's not French. And the fucking emo temptress from the depths of Hades. It's Candy. Ugh. And the happiest man in the North East isn't with us again this evening due to... He's still got the shits. He's just Adam. <laughs> he's Adam for this long. The man, he's, he's, he's lost his, half his body weight in poop. He's just completely drained. <laughs> completely drained. It's that brown water, dribbly bum, dribbly bum. Get well soon. He's not. It's not a happy man. <laughs> not a happy Shitting man. Out Newcastle brown owl. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> On this episode, as usual, for the last time, actually, we'll review our week in the Nexus. Then, this patron-produced episode, we'll get into a happy cadence with. Two things, apparently, because there was a draw. Ooh, about to follow with that one. And then... Stop saying it's the last time. It's the last time. <laughs> and then followed by the paywall-locked green room. But before all that, it's time for the news. Pop. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for... Biggie's Breaking News. Pump up the news, pump it up while your feet are stomping and Biggie is pumping. Looking ahead, the party's jumping. Pump it up a little more. Get the news updates on the pod floor. See, because that's where the party's at. And you'll find out if you do that. I want a pod to say, get your news on the floor tonight. Make my Yeah. I think it's about time we took him to that place. Yeah, that we've been talking about. Is it a happy yeah, place you've been place. telling me about? Just drop, just drop him off and leave him. When, yeah. a, when a van pulls up outside your house, um, white van, <laughs> square wheels, <laughs> just accept it. Come on, news goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West now has a memorial to commemorate actor Lance Reddick. Reddick, who played Silence in both this game and its predecessor, sadly passed away earlier this year, age 60. In the latest update for the game, players have now discovered a fresh memorial situated on an island visited in the game's DLC, Burning Shores. It's an official homepage to the late actor, added by developer Gorilla. That's nice. It's nice, nice. and he is the best character in that series, the most interesting character as well. But did you just say homepage rather than homage? (laughs) I may have. (laughs) 
And I'm sure there's a homepage as well. <laughs> not, that it, not that it takes any serious away from, you know, seriousness away from it, but... You know the, the French word homage? It's homepage. <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. Oh, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> what a great fromage. <laughs> Poor Lance. She's a homepage Lance for Lance Absolutely sent me. <laughs> <sighs> Rip.com. Oh, God. Just, I like it when they do that, though. Just like, saying bigger. In, just um, saying bigger. There's high contrast mode on your laptop if you want to turn that on <laughs> so you can read. Just right. It, it, it did very similar in uh, Hogwarts Legacy as well. There's a couple of, uh, there's a couple of homages around, like, homepages around yep. there for yep. some of the actors that passed away. Is there? I didn't find those. There's, I know there's one for Alan Rickman and there's one for um, uh, Hagrid. Um, Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. Oh, yeah, shit, so I need to find escape them. Escape me for a second. Then. Yeah, it's there's, there's something behind Hagrid's hut and I can't remember what the Snape one is. I'm not entirely sure if there's any more in there for like other actors that passed. There's oh, a few cool. others that have Lovely passed, that. haven't there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's nice they did that for Lance. Yeah, he's he's the best thing in those games by far. He's worth playing it just for that, just for him. Mm. We might need to create a homepage for Gadget. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Next, <laughs> it looks like uh, Oodles could be right with his uh, previous prediction that the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume Two will include Metal Gear Solid Four. Can we get that? Um, to the three games. Can we get that soundbite, like. As my ringtone, please, that I was right. Please. This has all started after just a rumor. Twitter user Nitroid began poking around the Metal Gear Portal website and noticed a spot of oddness with Konami's updated Metal Gear timeline. With the gist of the re- discovery showing that Konami's revised graphic features a number of inactive buttons for old games pointing to new pages, home pages, leading to speculation that these particular titles, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker and Metal Gear Solid 5 are being primed for a re-release as part of the Master Collection. Oh, please give us 4. 4 being away from the PS3, being unlocked from that, would be On huge. something else. It'd be yeah, huge. Please. Give it to Xbox, give it to PC, give it to Switch, give it to anything that can take it. Just get it unlocked from that PS3. This is from PS3 features that are in that game that they can just completely get rid of because they don't make any difference to the game. They're just little... Fancy things like wigg- wiggling the um, the DualShock Three to change the camo and stuff. You can do that nowadays with just a button press. You know what I mean? It's there's ways of getting yeah, around if it's it. On like a PS Five, you could just do it yeah. with the middle big middle button, couldn't you? Just there's just, there's just ways to get around all that stuff that was stopping it. I, I mean, I mean, it was produced on that cell architecture of that PS Three. PS Three was a fucking shite console, guys. Come on, let's be real. Let's be fucking real. <laughs> yeah, awful console. But yeah, um, it's great, and it's just I haven't played Guns of the Patriots for about fifteen years. No, I haven't played since it came out. I, I bought it for my brother's PS3, finished it, sold it because yeah. I didn't have a PS3. I just like I rented you know, a PS3. I, I rented it just yeah. to play that game. Took it back. Yeah, I hate that console. Yeah, and not a chance to play it. Yeah, it's awful. It will, it will, not played um, Peace Walker either. Oh, mate, it's good. Really good, really good. That You can play that on Xbox right now, though, to be honest, mate. On PC. I've got it on my Vita, I think. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Can't wait for that. Next. 
Xbox's Phil Spencer has pretty much confirmed that Elder Scrolls 6 is still five plus years away. The Xbox <laughs> boss is also still being very careful about mentioning which platforms the Skyrim sequel is planned for, so it's difficult for us yeah. right now to nail down. That because it's coming to everything else. On the PlayStation. Nah, it's coming to everything else. Yeah. Be, there'll, nah. have been, there'll have been contracts signed years ago. And it's been was, claimed... Starfield was meant to be on the... On the PlayStation, wasn't it? And they yeah. pulled, they pulled it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that was still, after uh, the deal was signed. After the deal I was signed, what, uh, I reckon. I reckon this this has been in development for years now, and I reckon I reckon it'll come out on other things. And if anyway. it takes that long, potentially it may even skip this current generation of consoles entirely. It could be on the next. Mm. Thing. Well, of course it will. Of course it will. I mean, I I, as long as gonna, it takes, they're going to re-release Skyrim again anyway. <laughs> so. That'll keep you going for a bit, Candy. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got way more to get on with. But it, yeah, I'm just. It surprises me that people are surprised that it's going to take this long. Why wouldn't because it? Because it's exactly why wouldn't it? it that is a constant cycle. It's Fallout, then it's Elder yeah. Scrolls, and it's Fallout. There's, there's normally a three to five year gap, and now you've got Starfield in between. And yeah, this is the this is the one in between. So they've added another one. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Why wouldn't it take that fucking long? Why would these people? I've, I've seen some comments about it, and these people are fucking delusional. Yeah. Just knock it out. It only takes two years to make a game. Fuck off. Just. Well, they knocked Fallout seventy six out, and look what mm. happened. So just, just wait. It's fine. There's loads of stuff to play. Yeah. People don't deserve the it if they're moaning that it's going to take too long. Let it take 10, 15 years. I will say the only reason I want it to be out a little bit sooner is just so Skyrim Grandma gets to see it and play it. Because she's knocking on. She's 90s. Who the fuck's Skyrim Grandma? Skyrim Grandma. She's a YouTube sensation. She's a little old dear. Oh, you mentioned that before, old... didn't you? Yeah, a little gorgeous old lady. Plays Skyrim on YouTube. She's actually going to be in the new game. They face mapped her and everything. But she's 95, I think. So at least just please get it out before Well, she here we go. By the time it comes then out, you can, you can be the Skyrim Grandma. I could be. I'm not far off anyway. That's what I'm saying. So you could take the mantle... A Skyrim grandma. Oh, go from went, Skyrim Cougar 20, to Twenty seventy seven when it's coming out. Yeah, it's fine. It's not fine with me. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. We'll be injecting it into Bakara's necks. <laughs> Next. Speaking of Sony, uh, spent a fortune getting the sourcement of sports stars to explain Final Fantasy sixteen. They apparently have a trailer out at the moment. For example, which all have uh, names you may or may not be familiar with, including San Francisco 49ers tight end George Kittle. He's there with a dual sense in his hand, bless him. And uh, the sections are intertwined with Alessio Russo, former Manchester United footballer. Um, Other appearances include Canadian left back Alfonso Davis, college basketball player Angel Reese, French F1 driver Pierre Gasly. Don't know that. This one's for you, Stiggy. WWE superstar Xavier Woods. I know him. Yeah. Plays Tucker, Gabriel yeah. Martinelli, and American gymnast Suni Lee. There are only two of them, bit I didn't a, know. Bit of a bizarre uh, choice of uh, faces. No, mate, they're all it. fucking superstars in the field. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Don't be daft. And That's not bizarre RPG. at all. <laughs> it's, 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 it's marketing, isn't it? They always get stupid people to do stuff like that. Who did, who did they do... Um... What it was it uh, another wrestler? It was um, what's his name? Can't see me. John Cena. John Cena. He was doing that other game, wasn't he, for a long time? What game was it that he loved? Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to see him, right? 
No, he he, he did he no. did a full ton of marketing for this game that he loved, and it just didn't seem like a game that he would love. I can't remember what it was. It was a while back. And Do you remember what, that, that cool. Will Ragnarok one as well? It was Ben Stiller. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Like actors doing yeah. That. Ben Stiller, John Travolta, and. Yeah, it was John Travolta, weren't it? <laughs> they're, at, they're at like a, a in, intervention meeting. Yeah, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like Xavier it. Woods, though, is, is, um, he's a massive gamer, isn't he? Massive gamer. Terry Crews yeah, in that as well. Is it Terry Crews? Yes. I think so. Maybe, yeah. And yeah he runs like Up, Up, Down, Down, which is like a. It was it was originally started by him as a gaming channel, and because it's so successful, like the WWE took it on. So well, Xavier like Woods official, has been seen channel. on wrestling, playing Dragon Quest music and Final Fantasy music on his trumpets. Him and his mates. Mm-hmm. So I even I know that. So. Yeah, he's always coming out dressed as characters. Yeah, he's great. I think it's good. And uh, again, it shows them that, that that they're trying to make this game more mainstream. More on that later. Ooh. Next. E3 2024 and 2025 are cancelled, according to the Los Angeles Tourism Department. What? A spotted by <laughs> The Entertainment Software Association, which owns E3, had initially booked the Los Angeles Convention Center for the weeks beginning 11th of June 2024 and 3rd of June 2025. Dates were shared as part of the Los Angeles City Tourism Department report last October. However, in a new report dated earlier this month, the LA City Tourism Department included a footnote indicating that they'd been cancelled. E3 is now like bringing a defibrillator to a crematorium. Uh, I thought it were dead it? anyway. <laughs> oh, yes. it's dead as fuck. It's, I thought it was gone. If this year's cancellation didn't do it, like that's just they've obviously like booked ahead and then just nah. I mean, why would you? Fuck that. Like as fun as it was for fans and stuff for companies, why spend all that money for something you can just lob online yeah. and get everyone to? The thing is, right. I like a convention. I enjoy it, but I wouldn't go to a huge one like that because that seems like something you wouldn't get to access to. I like the indie ones. I like Res, and I like um, uh, Gamescom. And, you know, I know Gamescom's quite big now, isn't it, actually? But the, the ones where you actually do get hands-on on stuff. But mm. I've, I've seen, like, like um, vlogs of being at E3 and stuff. No one can do anything. They all just stand out in the entrance in cosplay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you do. You just so it's on for about three, four days. The first day, the first couple of days, all the queues for the big stuff are like two, three hours. Sometimes oh, you've been, haven't you? Yeah, sometimes you just can't get it yeah. at all. Like I remember, until the last day, you just could not get on Final Fantasy VII. The last couple of days, you're queuing for about forty-five minutes to an hour. But it's all the kind of there's loads of fan stuff and all the indie games and stuff. You can just walk up and start playing. You can start talking to developers. That's what I want to do. Yeah, but they're not the ones that are paying these huge amounts of money. It's it's like the, it's Bethesda, it's Fortnite, it's they're playing multi multi millions. Yeah, and it, it just takes hours to play on anything. And to be to be fair, like before, it was just um, it was media only. So I don't yeah. think the queues yeah, yeah, are yeah. quite as much as they are. But the way they did it um, in twenty nineteen was it was media until one two o'clock in the afternoon, and then they let the the sort of hoi polloi in. I know the and press hate that the crazy. public can go in, don't they? they the hate press it. hated it. The press hated it, and the public wanted more of a convention, so it didn't really work out for either of them, Fuck which is the, the problem they're facing now. But yeah, it seems like Gamescom is taking on the mantle, and obviously we've got Jeff Fest as well in the. Uh, I just, I just like the directs we get all year round. I like, mm. I like. I, I mean, Jeff Fest were a bit. Jeff Fest was shit this year, but yeah. At it's least him, he's kind of he's, he's taking he's, it on, isn't he? He's just. 
He's a good man. I, I, I know he's got his intentions are in the right place. Money, basically. I don't hate him, but I don't know. He's just got... He ain't got that, that, that um, je ne sais quoi. You know what I mean? About him. He's, he's not... He doesn't ooze. He's, he's no like when Reggie used to come out. Oh, my God. What a moment they used to be. Even even chuffing your boyfriend when he comes out, he's got more charisma. You can't deny his charisma. That's up to a hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's some something about Jeff Keeley. He's a bit like, "Hi, I'm middle management corporate." It's <laughs> yeah. like, "Fuck off, mate! I want to speak to Reggie." <laughs> especially especially when he does like his little segues into, "Oh, and if you're like that, you'll love yeah, you two love for one tacos." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, mate! I know it's he's like, tight. What does- He's that blue yeah. sky management bollocks that I get fucking thrown in my face all the time. Everyone is equal. You're not. Not everyone's equal. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Well, speaking of directs, there's been a Nintendo one. And uh, this has been oh, thrown God. into the new section. Well, that's um, good. I don't listen to... Don't listen. I don't follow Nintendo. So I don't know if anyone... Because you've got no soul. <laughs> I've got some that have been mentioned here. So Mario RPG. Yeah, huge. finally. That's that's pretty huge. I've seen like loads of um reaction videos to that. I saw I saw no um mention of Square Enix. Well Square made it originally. I wonder if they've just bought the rights from them. I don't know, but I I, I was watching these guys and they're like, Oh, finally we're getting Mario RPG on like you know you know the Nintendo yeah. online yeah. kind of thing, you know, where they release the old games. And then it switches to modern graphics. He's great. like, "Oh my god, it's a remake!" It looks <laughs> it's, great. It's, like, it's great to see these these squished down Mario because it it was good back then as well. It's kept the same style, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like they've got no necks and they're just squished. In. <laughs> I, I I think it's a great game. I mean, if you've not played that or like Paper Mario N sixty four or any of the Paper Marios or the uh, the ones the Mario and Luigi games, Superstar Sagas and stuff like that, the fantastic. They are turn-based, active time battle stuff, but they're a bit more switched on. You've got to concentrate when you're playing them. You can't just tap A. And they're great games, and they're just fun. It's great first I'd RPG for some go. people. I think I think you will yeah. genuinely like it. If I I, rec- I haven't played Super Mario RPG since I was like ten, but I remember it being funny. So yeah. imagine like with like modern. Consoles, yeah. modern graphics, and that they can add a few more things into it as well. There's cutscenes and stuff in there, isn't there? And yeah, like, and the battle good. system, which is the most, most the biggest chunk of the game, is like you press A to attack them, and then you've got like you've got like little timings, and you can get like better attacks and stuff like. There's more to it. There's a bit more game to it. If there's more to stuff, I, I generally don't mind. Yeah, I think you like it. Like, I think you like. I, I absolutely it. loved Origami King, and I know that's got yeah. a different type of like, different type of battle, battle system. system. Yeah, but I think, I think everything like around, else around that game just made it. Yeah, I, I think everyone should give Super Mario RPG a bash, especially now it's in crisp HD. Do it. Yeah. Do it. This one, though. Next one. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Now we're talking. <sighs> now we're yeah. talking. A new two, 2.5D Mario. Looks absolutely insane. It looks like what happens to Mario when he actually eats the mushrooms. Like... <laughs> Now Absolutely. we get to play as Mario, as what, what what Mario experiences when he eats those mushrooms. It's it like there's, that, there's that bit when he when he takes that water flower and he's like on an acid trip with the pipes going up and down. And yeah, it's like fucking this man yeah. knows. This man knows. Things are moving. There's colours everywhere. The music changes. The music is stunning. I've usual. had evenings like that game. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. 
they haven't released a obviously we've only had one proper triple a mario on mm-hmm. the switch which is odyssey and they've released a few kind of yeah, remakes up, and remasters yeah. and upgrades and so they had they had super mario maker 2 which is is it? Would you class that as triple A? I don't, I don't know. It's not. It's it's, it's the one it's that they always game. put on sale. They, yeah, they it's always, a big game and stuff. I bought it for twenty quid. In my mind, I'll, I'll kind of these days I see the big the big three D epic adventure ones mm-hmm. as their temple. So it's just nice to get a, a new Mario, and it's not and called not a, New Super Mario something. It's yeah, just it's not a Super remake. Mar- Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah, it's a new game. That's the best thing about it. Isn't the, just the, the art style's beautiful. The flowers are chatting to you as well. Virgin, yeah. I just it looks. I think it looks. And fucking it's coming great. out this year. It's coming out this both year. Both of them. Are, both of them are coming out this year as well. Mario Switch RPG. is not dead. The Switch is not dead. It's got some life left. We can wait next. Dragon Quest Monsters. Mm. Mm. So I didn't watch this direct live because I was at work, like most of the population, and. Um, you guys told me this. I thought you were kidding. No, then I, then I watched there's a few. There's a few games in there that like just oodles. Yeah, I watched just, the I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks amazing. And then right at the very end, Erdrick popped up. You guys don't know who that is, but I was like, oh my god, he's here! <laughs> it's like such a big moment. It's like, such a, oh god. <laughs> oh, if you've not played the Monsters games, they're Pokemon before Pokemon. You know what I mean? They started it. People forget yeah. this. It's just oh. All the all the all the amazing Dragon Quest created Akira Toriyama monsters you can catch and train and stuff like that. Like I don't I don't care what anyone says. You cannot deny the charm of the monsters on Dragon Quest. You've all seen them. They're all great. They've all got pun names as well. Oh yeah, some are ridiculous though. I love them. I love them all. It's oh, going to be amazing. Huge, like like griffin lion things and then they've yeah. got a face where the, where the tongue's just like yeah. Although <laughs> oh, no, they've got like squint. a kebab. We like a, some, yeah. some pepper, chili peppers on them and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Pokemon and and Dragon Balls, Dragon Ball Z style art, yeah, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love well, it. Well, if you like Pokemon, Detective Pikachu Returns is next. I don't know if that's a Pokemon yeah. type game though. Is it? It's more like a uh, Professor Layton in it or something like that. Yeah, it's still Pokemon though, isn't it? I've never played them. I've never played them, but I've heard Detective Pikachu were good. Like a nice little uh, ten-hour adventure. Never played them though. Is that a film? Speaking of, yeah, it got turned it? into a film. Oh, I didn't realise it wasn't. I didn't realise it was a game in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a game on Switch, wasn't there? Well, shit me, I did not know. I think so. This might have been before that. Maybe on 3DS. I'm not sure. I feel like it came out so, the same time as like Let's Go Eevee. Uh, 3DS. Yeah, 3DS. Yeah, and apparently, apparently they're good though. So who knows if you if you like a, a narrative game? I'm sure it'll be just a narrative game again, with a little bit of interaction and yeah. stuff like that. But I like his I like his act, how he talks. He's like Danny DeVito or something. Yeah. <laughs> cool, I like him. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Volume One Collection was announced. Mm mm mm. Now, now have... let me just let me just state. If you've got any other console, don't buy it on your Switch. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Trust me, that will be the worst place to play these games because of the control scheme. Unless you've got a pro controller like I have. 
but I can't imagine playing Guns of the uh, Guns of the Patriots, Sons of the Patriots, and um, and Snake, Snake Eater, Eater with 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 Joy Cons. That just sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, this I'm just going to push ahead here, Biggie, on this one, but. Releasing the Arkham trilogy on there. I'm trying to play them with the Joy Cons oh, as well. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Horrendous. That, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Fuck that. Arkham Knight is going to run like absolute shite on a Switch. Why yeah, somebody announced that? that? That's so old. We're not. Old, I think old. It, I think it's a flex that's to say, look, we can play PS4 games on it. That's, that's the Switch in it. They come away and go, oh, by the way, we figured out how to get this, yeah. these games on here. <laughs> yeah. It's a little flex. Yeah. Like you can't even get Arkham Knight to run on PC. Oh, it does now. I'll just say to start with. Yeah, it just did to start with. But yeah, it's uh, it's that one of those typical like switch, like The Witcher in it. It's just like, oh yeah, we could get we got this Keep, to run. But it why now. would you? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, um, the Metal Gear collection. List. Don't don't get it on Switch. Just one, and you all. Finally, in that list is Princess Peach. So I guess that's a female version of Mario yeah. type game. They had a, they had a Christmas Peach game, didn't they? About ten years ago. That was supposed to be good. I, I don't know. I didn't know if there was one. I thought yeah. this might have been. This is not the first Princess Peach game. It's nice to get one though. Like you could, you, you play a lot of the other characters, and you only ever kind of play as Peach mainly, like as a. Not another game where you got to play as a female antagonist. Yeah, oh. boo. Literally unplayable. All those people that mourned about Peach being a girl boss in the film. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but Princess Peach is on an all-time high lately, especially with that song. Mm. She's great in the yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah. She's she's massive. She's she's like you were people in playgrounds when I dropped my kids off. They still sing that song every day. Kids are singing <laughs> that song. She is just as big as Mario now, and it's great to see. Yeah. I, I don't like the but, lack of uh, Luigi love lately, though. Like, I bring back the year of Luigi because he's my boy. People aren't talking about Luigi enough anymore, and they need him back. But we're getting we're getting a Luigi game, aren't we? Mm. Um, getting Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. I didn't know if that was a. There was loads of other stuff. There's, like, there's loads of other stuff in there. A lot of Oodles games as well, as, as I call them. What, yeah. what do you mean by that? Really quality, high quality games? Just like um, RPG, JRPGs, and um, like little anime figures with text boxes and stuff, and little sprites. It's great. It's great shit. Yeah. Good shit. Mm-mm-mm. Love it. Great direct. Best one, I think, this, this summer. It's a good one. It's very good. Like even though I won't play everything on there, I thought they had like enough there to make it worthwhile. For me, it's a toss up between like the Xbox One, including the Starfield one, because by the end I enjoyed it, and that Nintendo Direct one. They're best two. Absolutely smashed it this year. Them two. Them two guys. Any any more on that? Nope. Moving on to the world of film and TV. Okay. Terry Hawkins will not return for Paddington Three. Emily Mortimer instead will take over the role. And Antonio she's great, Banderas but... has signed up to also star. She's, she's, Emily Martin is great, but come on. It's sad. Lost the director, lost Sally Hawkins. It's not in a good trajectory, this, is it? Oh, dear. She'll be telling me that Ben Wishaw is not going to be the voice sure. of Paddington. <laughs> yeah, instead... Yeah, Paddington we, pulls we, out, just, it's done. Just what fans have asked for, we've now got Ryan Reynolds to voice Paddington. <laughs> Chris Pratt on backup. Yeah, it's just, it's just disappointing. I'm sure it's down to scheduling conflicts, but yeah, but what, how are they going to follow up one of the best films of all time? <laughs> Probably should have just left it as two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, until everyone was available. Yeah, just wait a year. Yeah, yeah. 
Next. Guillermo del Toro says he only wants to do animation in the future. He told yeah. the Annecy audience that there are a couple of more live action movies I want to do, but not many. And he added after that, I only want to do animation. That's the plan. I believe you can make an adult fantasy drama with stop motion and move people emotionally. I think stop motion mm-hmm. could be intravenous. It can go straight into your emotions that, in a way that no other medium can. I well, agree with him. Completely, it completely fits stop motion. That Pinocchio that he did was incredible. But it if was. you see his drawings and everything, it's just the, the way that stop motion kind of moves, it's almost, it almost complements his art. And he's the biggest like crafter as well. He loves his um, painting, his models and everything. So it's no surprise that he's really excited for doing that. And I'm all for it. Yeah, I, am, I think as well. I like his creature movies as well, though. When he yeah, pulls that off, they're st- incredible. You'll still get that. You'll still He'll get that. It. He'll do it. He'll just produce them and stuff. He I works. just, I wonder if I know time wise, it probably takes a lot, it obviously takes a long time, especially stop motion. But I wonder if just like the budgets to get to do a story in animation, and is just getting studios to sign off on stuff and getting the budget to do a story he wants to is probably a lot cheaper and easier in animation. And well, he did, knows he's got he's got an audience. Did you hear what he were doing? He were doing just before the pandemic hit, two thousand and twenty ish. He was he was just about in talks with uh, the producers and creators of Attack on Titan to make his own anime with them, which would have been a fucking match made in heaven. Oh my god! Can you imagine that? That would have been incredible. <sighs> oh, please insane, let that happen. Like, like a Pacific Rim plus Attack on yeah. Titan, all that verboseness, all that grandeur with. Two, two, a, a couple of minds from worlds apart, just creating the ultimate anime spectacle. It'd have been incredible. Oh, but let's hope that ha- that still happens. Fucking pandemic point. got in way. <laughs> Goddamn pandemic. Mm. Next, Matthew McShwaddy was once in the running to play Joel in HBO's TV adaptation of The Last of Us. All right, all right, all right. Rumours that McConaughey, <laughs> along with Mahershala Ali, were both in talks for the part were discussed by Josh Horowitz on his oh, Happy Sound I'd love to see podcast. Uh, I'd love to see Mahershala Ali do that. That man, that I man's just because I can't be dealing with the internet. Oh, fuck them! I don't, I don't listen to them. I mean, but yeah, no, I mean he's incredible. He's like, piercing me, face. But, it, yeah. him, he could, he could stare down a group of cordycep fucking <laughs> creatures and they just back off. That man's got presence. Oh, Pedro was great though. If, yeah, yeah. Pedro just has the look and the feel of that. Papa Pedro, think, Papa Pedro were great. Mm. Yeah, he was always apparently on the list, but they thought that maybe scheduling could have been a problem with the hit show. He's on a fucking career all. high at moment, isn't he? Pedro Pascal, he is. He can do no that man at moment. He will. It'll happen. It happens to everybody. <laughs> Next. Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie will reportedly be developed at Warner Brothers. The cast is rumoured to include Leonardo DiCaprio, Joaquin Phoenix, mm. Viggo Mortensen, and Regina Hall. Oh dear! Oh. Ooh. Ooh. I bet that's going to be. I have no idea uh, other than a Warner Brothers budget, Anderson, and that cast. So P- I'm PTA films, it to be come on! It's going to be, a, to be gonna amazing. Be, <laughs> it's going to be. It's gonna, that's, that's got Oscar written all over it. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, all for that. Yeah, definitely. You big fans, you two? You two are quiet about PTA. 
Yeah, I say, I'm doing, I was just trying to Don't think about his, his Joaquin Phoenix and Leo DiCaprio. Joaquin. Been a, Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> and Leo right, been biggie. in a film before. Um, have Joaquin and DiCaprio been in a film together before? I don't think they I don't have. I think they think have. So. No, they have. They're very similar incredible. style. Um, well, Joaquin's a bit more um, method, isn't he? I'm so. not sure that. Yeah, I know he gets method, but mm, I think Leo. He's not, he's not hyper method. He's not Daniel Day Lewis method. Well, no, you've seen for two think... years because he's he's digging oil. <laughs> I think Leo is quite method himself, isn't he? So. Leo's a bit method, but he's nowhere near. He's not. There's no Christian Bale or. Do you no, know what I mean? It's, no. it's, it's not. It's not at certain levels, but <laughs> Joaquin can be quite method, can't he? He goes a bit crazy. Mm, I think. Well, I think yeah, that would be a film I'd love to just watch. Them creating it, watching the the artistry, the method of yeah. those method actors just. Not talking to each other after after a take because they're staining character and stuff. Oh, yeah. I love all that shit. It's not healthy. It's really not healthy. It's terrible for mental health and stuff mm. like that. But it, it, when 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 they're walking away with a fucking Oscar or a biggie, it's a great thing, isn't it? It's worth it. Biggie and off. Oscar are millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit I'd more difficult to feel sorry for them. Exactly. I'm a method actor. I'm not annoying in real life. Well, oh, thanks for vote confidence, guys. <laughs> Next. <laughs> TV show Secret Invasion Marvel is facing a backlash from artists and fans over AI-generated opening sequence for the new show. Can you imagine being angry at something argued, like this? Well, the executive producer argued that the use of the AI fitted into the show's themes. It's, I think it's, it's silly. Bad taste. Bad, bad taste. taste. There's, there's, there's literally writers striking right now mm. because of their worry about the studios have used an AI and they've literally gone and created a whole open sequence with AI and, and not yeah, and not paid proper digital artists to put this together and it looks like dog shit. It yeah, looks like it's, shit. It's <laughs> exactly. really dodgy grounds as well in terms of like just despite not paying um digital artists, which is a worry in itself, like it's really dodgy ground in terms of copyright because the images are all taken from other people's artwork and it kind of mashes it all together. So it's not an image that can be copyrighted, but at the same time, it's stealing art from other people. So I think they should. If you if you're a good artist, they won't need AI. Prove prove the AI wrong, guys. That's not the, that's that shit not, up. That's not the problem. They can. They are good enough. It's the problem is that studios are trying to cut corners. They don't want to pay them by, well, by not disgusting. paying artists for their that's, actual work. And this yeah. is. And they try to blow it off as some kind of like I get the reasoning, but it like no, no, I get the reasoning, money. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, no, not the reason, the excuse. The excuse does kind of fit with the show, but still, like no, don't do that. I don't think it does fit with the show. There's nothing about AI in that show. No, it's about things pretending to be what they're not in it. You know, that image. Yeah. So that's the point. The invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, I, now you now you've shed some light on it. Yeah, it's a bit shit that they just don't want to pay someone. That's really good, because yeah. I every single and I'm so, I'm sorry, you, you, someone could probably send me something proven wrong. Every single AI generated piece of art is never better than a human doing it. It's never better than a fucking dog doing it with a brush in its mouth because <laughs> because because there's emotion in art that a computer cannot recreate. It just cannot yet. Mm. Yeah, it's, don't be yeah, saying exactly. that. No, the singularity hasn't hit yet. I mean, the fucking well, second it does, we're turning that I, shit off. I was trying to create an AI image for our <laughs> Patreon pod, 
to, to go with like the fact that the, the quiz was an AI quiz. Oh yeah, I sent can, Candy a few like that I tried to do, and like just it's just horrendous, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> it's absolutely yes. horrendous. You put like a group, it's like four men and um a woman with orange hair doing a quiz, getting drunk, and like they did Candy dirty big time. <laughs> <laughs> One guy has no eyes. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's there's no emotion to it, and I, I I think the problem is, and the fans should be saying. I mean, vote with your fucking wallets. Don't watch it. Mm. I did see That's a good I meme, though. I did see a good meme to do with AI art. It's, say, it's somebody saying, you know, AI art, it can't do hands. You know, you can always tell how their hands are shit. Somebody else saying, yeah, but can artists draw hands either? Nope. Hands are fucking this, horrible. This is what I said. <laughs> I don't think any human on this planet can draw a horse well. The second you can draw a horse well, you've beat the machine. Can you draw a horse well, Candy? I haven't tried in a while. Probably not, no. They're a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, a side view, a silhouette of a horse with its legs. Nobody can do it. I've got spindly legs. Nobody can draw horses. It's impossible. Nah. Listener, please um, write in and send it to our PO box. Your, your horses. I don't think anyone can do it. It's impossible. Next. Finally, to the Weird World Web. You already know this story, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk dead serious about a cage fight, says UFC boss. Dana White, president of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, claims to have spoken with both the Twitter and the Meta Chief Executives about their willingness to battle each other. The billionaires indicated they're up for it for their respective social media platforms this week. So which side are you taking? It's not going to happen. I hope they all lose. I mean, Zuckerberg actually has um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu training and is a a ranked belt in that. So And he's in shape. An Android, isn't he? And and he won a yeah, he's an Android, which obviously helps. He's got that Android strength. <laughs> yeah. But he actually won a competition this year. And so, Elon Elon Musk looks like a thumb. So yeah, <laughs> if it happens, if it happens, then he's Zuckerberg's gonna absolutely yeah. kill him. I think it'll be a it'll be a one punch KO. <laughs> it'll just be It won't happen. Yeah, but anyway. how could that it's would, never gonna happen to see? It's false publicity. I mean, and, uh, actual cage fighters and actual boxers draw up hype for fights that never end up happening. This you know is not going to work. I, I saw a clip of Eddie Hearn. He's like, oh, I've seen it. It's like, if you think, like, it's silly. If you think that I'm going to... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, l- listener, yeah. you, won't, you won't know that, but Stig's maid just turned up. I passed him a beer. <laughs> Housemate just came and gave me a beer. Yeah, um, yeah. He said, "If you <laughs> think I, I want to promote two billionaires fighting each other in a cage, you're yeah. dead on." It's like, come to me, <laughs> I'll promote it. I'll, <laughs> I'll make, I'll make it even richer. It's like, <laughs> so for a bit of fun, who would you guys like to see in a title fight? Dead or alive, or both? <laughs> it's up to you. Well, alive, go alive. Kojima versus okay. Todd Howard? No, because uh, I... Mm, they're both so they're weak. Bo- they're, bo- they're both weak men. <laughs> That'd be crap. Innocent They'd both fold like deck chairs. I'd have um, Jeremy Clarkson versus Piers Morgan. Oh, yeah. It's a good That'd one, isn't nice. it? I think, I think Clarkson would kill him, kick his ass. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely kick. Yes, he's kicking massive, his fucking ass. Yeah, he is he's massive, isn't he? He's massive, isn't he? He's a beast. He'd kick his fucking Morgan's ass. Morgan's a right weasel. Yeah, he is. Um, I'd like to see John Prescott versus Boris Johnson. 
That'd be fantastic. Mm. But Prescott's got a fucking hook on him, hasn't he? Well, he's, he did once, didn't he? Yeah. Someone that <laughs> <ate him. laughs> but <laughs> Boris Johnson's got a fucking foul tackle on him. No, when you're not that Chinese kid, huh? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rugby tackle. Oh, in that England football game. Yeah. Yeah. So they're both slayers. I reckon that'd be the ultimate death match of the buffoons. It'd be great. But no politics, guys. Please, come on. I'm trying to think of someone like in the world of celebrity. Um, uh... It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. You could have asked yeah. us before the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you want to see Elton John versus Liam Gallagher? Oh, go. Elton no, John would win. Oh. Elton John would win. I was just about to say Liam versus Noel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you now, Elton John's a firecracker. He'd beat him. I think he. I would be afraid to put anyone against Elton John. He's an animal. Have you seen yeah. Tantrums and Tiaras? God, that man. He'll throw a grand piano at your face. What an entrance exactly. he'd have, though. Oh, he'd, 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 he'd destroy. Um, yeah, uh, Gandhi versus... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Bill Gates. Gandhi versus Bill Gates, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going the for. Pope, the Pope versus... The, <laughs> the Pope versus um, the other Pope. The devil. <laughs> no, the Dalai Lama. Oh, yes, now we're talking. The Dalai Lama, actual Buddhist Shaolin master. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the Pope. this is the Pope. Oh, oh, I don't know, actually. That's a solid one, that. Yeah, the Pope could be ripped Impaled on, on a robe. pointy hat. What if he takes his Pope robe <laughs> off and he's like... He's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> stacked. <laughs> he's like Boagrius from Troy. He's <laughs> <laughs> got, like, got like got a muscly Jesus on his, yeah. Yeah. On his back. <laughs> Yeah, God, and then Dalai Lama just like chest. Dalai Lama's like just stood there being stoic, and as soon as it comes at me, yeah. and he's like like the wind is. Oh god, that'd be incredible. We're borderline getting offensive now, though. That's the problem. <laughs> well, you can end it. We believe in religious equality, guys. You do do what you want to do. Okay, as long now. as you have a cage fight. As long as you do it in the octagon. <laughs> Once and for all, we can find out which is the best Christianity. <laughs> yeah, put all the, put all the religious leaders in the one in one ring, and they can find out who is the which best. is the best book, the Bible or the Quran. Find out next week. <laughs> the religious rumble. Oh, gadget squirming. Gadget is squirming no. during this edit. He is going no. This is from the pod title. Oh God! Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Sponsored by uh, Free to Bet. Come on, let's go! <laughs> oh, wow. We need to be cancelled. And, and we've just been cancelled. Oh, that's it, that's it. That's it. Whew, God, we've just... Um, we've gone on some kind of podcast list now, haven't we? Oh, we're up there with Joe Rogan now, aren't we? Bad things. <laughs> It's time for the Nexus anyway. What we've been doing this week, Candy, what you've been doing on this hot, hot week? Sweating, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Actually, not a whole lot, so I'll just go through my one thing very, very briefly, because it's not our usual forte, but I went to see the musical version of The Lion King, which is... In the heat. In the heat, if you like the... So it was like you were actually in Africa. (laughs) Oh, my God. It it, It was a scorcher. That said... 
absolutely incredible. The way they do the costumes, because it's not really, it's not people in animal suits. It's not real animals. Neither is it people wearing animal suits exactly. It's kind of um, sort of basically like puppeteering almost, but really incredible. The music's great. You already know what the music is. Story, more or less the same. Yeah, it's just, if, if you, if you, Get the chance to go, see it with the family. Absolutely incredible. I saw it about 15 years ago, mate. Yeah, really good. Years ago. And sit, if you can, sit on an aisle seat. You'll find out why. Oh, 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 shit. Yeah, 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 Mm. yeah. I know what you mean. It's it's a great play. I mean, a lot of these are good. I mean, Tim Rice did the the music as well, well, and John Dinney, and he, he he knows how to write a fucking song. Come Apparently on. he does. The Aladdin one's meant to be really good as well. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Come on, it's it's an easy thing to do. Like I've seen Cats in the musical in, in the theatre as well, and Cats were fucking nowhere near as good as this. And everyone loved Cats. Mm. I thought Cats were shit. Cats I, is shit. I, I've only ever heard people say Cats is shit. So why is it so popular? I don't, I don't know. know. There's a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber ones that are fucking wank. Starlight Express is shit as well. Yeah. <laughs> you can't none make the like, fact, none of them. G- make Jesus sense. Christ Superstar's great. Fucking. Um, Phantom of the Opera is great. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And the sequel. There's, there's a Joseph Technical Dreamcoat's great. But Starlight Express is bobbins. It's a train. Yeah. They're all on rollerblades. And they fucking <laughs> fall over half the time as well, the one I saw. And Cats. Cats is terrible. I, I'd love to have seen that Spider-Man musical that they did when Spider-Man kept dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fun. There's meant to be a... Back to Future one's meant to be really good. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And the Groundhog Day... One is yes. meant to be really good as well. The Matilda but, one's I, good as well, isn't it? Yeah, the Matilda one's the one they turned into a film. Yeah. Tim Minchin yeah. did it, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah. But he, he created it and did the music. some great one. It's the only reason I go to London to watch musicals. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, so it's Lion King. So, like, because the Lion King, I, I would love to go see it, but I'm just kind of. The one thing that I did put me off was I kind of know the story and the songs and. Oh, it's the same. It is, yeah, I, I guess in like the whole stage presentation, there's some the different songs in it though that you don't know. They, they did when I went anyway. Yeah, some, yeah, there is, yeah, there is few. one or two, yeah. And they wear, they wear like they wear like main masks, don't they? Rather than costumes, they're not like crawling on all fours and stuff. Yeah, I kind of don't. It's like African. They look, they look like African. Does Nala still give Sumba fuck me eyes? Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of don't want to give away too much about the costumes. But it's it's almost as if you have the human actor and the yes, animal that's it, playing yeah. at the it's same su- time. It's surprising, isn't it? Yeah, the it's, pl- it's very you, good. You just forget. Yeah, you just it's 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 good. It's good. So did you see it in London? Then I was at touring. No, it's um, in Bristol at the moment. I think it's touring. Oh, so touring it's red. It's red at the tour. That big, big ones like yeah. that. Tend to get ones at tour and end up at Sunderland Empire. So it's yeah, not too yeah. Far to go. It's, I, I, I loved it when I saw it. I mean, I've, off the top of my head, I've seen at least 20, 25 musicals in theatre. I love them. I adore them. I, adore, I fucking think it's fantastic. And I've seen, problem is, I've seen more shit ones than good ones. <laughs> yeah. Like, my favourite one I've ever seen was Wicked. Wicked was incredible. I would love to see Wicked. I saw yeah, it with Adina Menzel as well, the, like the OG. Yeah. She's like the legend. She's the um, Let It Go woman, isn't she? Yeah, I'd love to God, see Wicked, and I w- was, I'd love Wicked to was see. Wicked was so yeah. good. I'd love. It's not a musical, but I'd love to see the Woman in Black as well. I'd love yeah, to see yeah, that yeah. live. That's Apparently, a play, it's though, isn't it? It's just terrifying. A, it's yeah, just a yeah, it's scary not a play. 
Yeah. Wicked's coming to Sunderland Empire. Mate, you need to go see Wicked. Fucking mind-blowing. Aladdin is as well. Kids might like that. Kids might like Wicked. Yeah, the Will. The Will. Oh, the Ladari. When I went to see Wicked, my little brother was a little kid, and he loved it. Oh, it's Wicked so good. The songs in that bops, mate. The absolute bops. Oh, Make God. it into a film, aren't they? It's coming out. Don't know, but, but I'll, I'll watch the shit out of it. Yeah, it's coming out <laughs> next year, I think. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on. I, did, I saw Billy Elliot in, in theatres as well. I've seen loads, absolutely loads. Full Monty. There's no dicks in it. <laughs> oh. I'm going to see Hamilton soon. <laughs> see, I'm seeing Hamilton see next year. In two I'm months' gonna, time. I've got to see that. I, wa- I always wanted to go see the, um, oh, what was it, the, the Baz Luhrmann's uh, Romeo and Juliet. That'd have been oh, insane. That's incredible. Yeah, I went to go see a Romeo and Juliet play in high school. Was it school, in Shakespeare? Yeah, it was all like it was just it was a proper full Romeo and Juliet play, but they they basically just copied Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> <laughs> they have guns and stuff. <laughs> no, like just the way that the characters were. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and our English teacher ended up writing a letter to them just saying... You can't do that. This wasn't, like, this wasn't good. You just And the characters were basically just copied from the film. And, <laughs> Is uh, it Was it like the Anne Drams in the uh, Hot Fuzz scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad, but... Yeah, you could just see... I remember just... You could see the similarities between certain characters in the film. And they if just you're going to go nick, see proper Shakespeare, that. you go and see... Some of the legends do it, like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Yeah, That's you want you someone cheering the scenery. You want you want someone fucking going for it. Absolutely. I, I went to an evening with Ian, Ian McKellen, and that was great. He was doing Shakespeare readings and Gandalf like set pieces and stuff. That's oh, great. What a, an absolute legend! But yeah. That's his musical theatre hour gone. Any, <laughs> we could do a full episode of musical theatre. I don't care. I absolutely adore it. Oh, lovely. Any more you've done there, Candy, this week? No, apart that's from, absolutely it. Apart from gave birth to a lion cub, the king well, has returned. That, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Stick, what have you been doing, boy? Well, Gadget's not here, so I'll fill in the space if that's all right. I was going to talk absolutely. about this. Absolutely. Fill it up. Two things. First one is I watched Arnold on Netflix. I can help yeah, you with that because I did as well. The Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. It's a... Three-part documentary on Netflix. Each episode is an hour lo- about an hour long, and it focuses on the first part of Arnold's um, life and career as growing up in Austria and becoming a bodybuilder. Then mm-hmm. his transition, next episode is his transition into film, and then finally his transition into politics and beyond. And yeah. it's just it's just a really fascinating documentary. Like I know a lot, a lot of this stuff I already know about the man anyway, because... Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Because like, he's one of the most famous men in history. Yes. And <laughs> but it's all him. It's he's telling the story. So the whole thing. What's an all, isn't it? They don't they don't yeah, pull it's, back. It's Schwarzenegger talking about his family, his upbringing, talking about getting into bodybuilding, the career, his movie career and everything. And obviously they still have other talking heads from the likes of James Cameron and some of his friends and bodybuilders and Stallone and people like that, and politicians yeah. and things. But yeah, I mean, I could listen to the man talk all day. He's just, he's just ridiculously clever as well. He said yeah. that he, one piece of advice he got when he was starting his bodybuilding career was the guy. Someone told him, I can't remember who he said, was train your mind as much as it was your his body. teacher at school. Yeah, because he goes, if an injury ever happens and you, you can't do this, this anymore, you still got your brain. Yeah. And he's always done that throughout his whole life. He's constantly 
reading and adapting and changing his outlook on life because just he takes in so much knowledge and runs with it. And I didn't realize how good he'd actually done, how much good he'd actually done as governor and how mm. much he'd actually brought Especially Republicans for and Republican. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For Republican. he was one and of the he, good then, Republicans. Then, then he went really like central, didn't he, for a long mm. time? And he was like yeah, just a centralist. Pretty much Democrat and left now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird how he's... He's a fascinating human. Yeah. And like, like his, early, his early life where him and his brother, his, he, he, they had to walk through like one of the darkest forests in Austria just to get to school and stuff like that. You can see why he was he was driven like dr- driven to become better he was always searching for the next best thing. like when he he won uh, mr olympia it's like what next mm. yeah and it's That's like what I love he got, about him he he did all the bodybuilding in europe and he'd won those yeah. and he went to america and he came fourth in his first competition he's like to him that was like not good enough. failure and it's not good enough and he's let everyone down and yep. and it's like right now I train better I train harder I come yeah. back and I win and they did that every year just gets better and better and better and it's just it's just outside you, you know we all know him from the dumb fun action flicks with the you know with the cheesy one liners and stuff he knew what he was doing but where he came from to get to that point yeah it's fascinating Absolutely fascinating. He didn't even really, hide from really the fact that like his dad was in the German army during the Nazis. He didn't hide from any of that. He didn't hide from any. He, he, I, I loved how because you know sometimes these Netflix things. Because I know he's got a good deal with Netflix at the moment. Him and Netflix are in bed big style. But yeah, he's got a new show on it. He? he talked about his affair, his um, his bastard son. He talked about everything and how he regrets like him and his wife still not together. Do you know what I mean? The the split up, and he talked about all the Kennedys and how. He, he didn't infiltrate it, but he joined the, the the massive, like one of America's biggest families, the Kennedys, because of Maria Shriver. Is Maria Shriver? Is that her name? Is that his wife's yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah, because of her, because she's a Kennedy. And how, how he had to, like, impress America's biggest family, because Alice Schwarzenegger considers, considers himself as an American, doesn't he? He always has since he touched, it's, ever since yeah. he landed on those shots. I am an American man. He even says it in the documentary. He's yeah. like, I never felt where I came from was where I wanted yeah. to be. Like, everything about America, you know, America's so big and bold and out yeah. in your face. And that's Just like him. it is. And yeah, and it's like, that's where I felt I was. I felt great. Meant I thought to it was be. One, one of the better documentaries they've ever done. Yeah. They actually changed the law in America. And a lot of people think it was because of him. Yeah. To stop, you now have to be American born to be the president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, only, you only had to be a citizen. And then eventually they changed it, so he had to be American-born, and people were saying it. <laughs> the Imagine him as president. <laughs> because, yeah, because he did so much good. He in, they didn't like how he didn't care about the lobbyists. Yeah, mm. and he's a big um, opponent of Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Mander. Yeah. What's, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Jerry, what's the word? Come Jerry on, Mander? you got it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anyway, he's a big uh, opponent of that, and he thinks that it just wastes time and it stops progress. And and he did so much. Like, just watch it. I, I don't want to go into it because if you don't know a lot about his political career, I mean, most people know more more about his movie career. But yeah, his political career is fascinating. His upbringing is fascinating. The man is just. I could have sat and just listened to him all day. Like I just I watched all three in a row. Like, I did. three hours just watching a row. It's because I, I did. Yeah, I could just listen to him all day. Incredible man. Absolutely incredible. He's a one of a kind. Like, 
Yeah. I, 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 love the, I love the little snippets from Stallone saying, oh, no, how am I supposed to compete with that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck, I was the guy. Now he turns up. <laughs> yeah, Stallone's like, he killed one, he kills two people, I've got to kill 10 people. Yeah. I killed 10 people, he's got to kill 20 people. And then he goes it's into like, politics. <laughs> yeah, he goes, and, you know, he won. Stallone's like, he won. <laughs> yeah, he definitely won. But yeah, he's, he's a great bloke and great American man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's no, there's no way you'd tell anyone is an ostrich. I thought that was fascinating because I thought he was really proud of his heritage, but he's not. He's he's proud about being an American and an American creating his fame and fortune there. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that's he's the definition of what the American dream yes. is meant to be. Mm. Yes, because he wasn't rich. He didn't come from a rich family at all. No. At fuck all. Uh, I, I love the fascination when he was younger as well, where he had posters of men on his wall, and his mum's like, "Oh no, he's gay." It's like, no, he <laughs> yeah. just loves muscles. He just loves muscles. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was fucking genius. Oh, he's great, and he's smoking a cigar all the way through it. All time, all time. You've got to respect that. <laughs> that man loves he a stogie. He, he said even when he's a, a, a politician, he goes, "I still carry on smoking my Cubans because that's me. I'm not going to change." Yeah. Even after his heart attack, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, for, forget it, man. I'm still smoking." <laughs> <laughs> What a guy. What a guy. Cool. Any more then, right. Stig? Yes, I've got a game to review. i uh, got a, a review code for this okay. this week. It's uh, AEW Fight Forever. AEW this is a new wrestling game, obviously, for the AEW brand of wrestling. It's developed by uh, Ukes and THQ Nordic. Oh, Ukes used know... to do the SmackDown ones, didn't they? Yeah, so if you know Ukes, they yeah, they used to do all the old kind of late 90s, mid 2000s wrestling games, like the arcadey ones, the ones that everyone fondly remembers. Smackdown. And this is exactly what they're going for with this game. This is the same feel and look that they're going for with that. So this is not like 2K, WWE 2K games, which are very much simulators and yep. really tricky to try and do all these, you know, fancy things full of all like, you know, Shit that you don't need. Yeah, you just want to fucking grab a bloke and flip him. This is like when you when you're fighting in the ring with this, it's so easy to pick up and control. There's no fiddling about. There's no combos or anything to kind of really learn. You've got grapple button up, down, left, right, diagonal. Or that's what that's all you got to do, and that does your move. You've got like your punch buttons up, down, left, right, just different punches. You've got you know a couple of um uh buttons to stop your reverse moves and things like that and yeah. uh, there's a, a whip button so you can throw them into corners or over ropes and stuff like that it is ridiculously easy to pick up and play and that's what they're going for the character design models and everything in it they aren't as polished and perfect looking as a 2k game again that's the whole point it's giving you that arcadey feel the whole point of this game is to be more arcade like fun not yeah, to be fun and and a bit over the top. It's not simulator. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so, for example, you can go into a barbed wire steel, uh, barbed wire ring death match, which has replaced the ropes with bar- It is replaced the ropes with oh barbed God. wires. There is barbed wire tables in the corner, <clears throat> and the ropes explode at given moments, and you can what? slam people on explosives in the ring. And you can also, if you do like a death match, you can pull out uh, bags of tacks. Uh, you can throw people into the LED boards at the top of the ramp that'll smash and break. You can like 
kind of do all this crazy shit and just have a lot of fun with it and you do all these like poses so you know you can pose to the crowd to get your meter up and then you get your special meter up and then when you get your special you can do your finish your move and all that so it's very much <laughs> harking back to no mercy to uh here comes the pain smackdown games so all that is brilliant and really good fun um it does have its drawbacks i was about I to say is there a but yes I think that the creator wrestler is lacking, so it only ha- kind of has set models, yeah, and it's very limited on those set models and what you can actually do to create a character. Mm. So you, you know, you don't. Have, it's, I'm not talking about going crazy like the Street Fighter Six one, but you, you've, you're given like eight different faces, and that's it. They're your faces. Choose one of them. Oh. Um, there isn't a lot to the like. The ring entrances are really fun, so you can actually press a button when you come out to the ring and it brings up all these different pyro options and screen options and you can play around with it. So I've, I have like a row of smoke going up and when he puts his arms out, like fireworks go off in those directions and then fire comes out the side of the ramp when you're going down mm-hmm. and, you can, and you can create your own arenas and do that. That's quite fun. I think that the entrances need to be longer because they just cut out straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of so they come to the top of the ramp, they walk to the ramp, and they cut out, and the next person comes down. You don't get the full. Oh, you want them to like entrance. walk into the ring, don't you? Yeah, I want to. I want to see ropes. the full entrance exactly. And Stand the on whole... the turnbuckle and put your arm up. Yeah, I mean, because you have like there are guys who whose whole kind of ring entrances evolve uh, around revolve around them doing something to get to the ring. Yeah, yeah. Like Adam Cole does like this huge like uh, call, which the whole crowd sings along to, and they, yeah. they don't have that in there, and it's a bit that's a bit disappointing. Mm. Um, the match types are at the moment apparently they're going to add to this they say that the whole point of Fight Forever is that they'll keep adding to it oh so it's a platform fight forever. yeah so at the moment you've got singles tags three way four way ladder battle royale falls count anywhere like an unsanctioned match which is basically a no DQ hardcore and an exploding barbed wire death match there's no cage matches. There's oh. no like, uh, uh, well, cage matches is one of them. There's no like. Can kinda, you not like go uh, into the back, like into the car park or anything? You can't go into the back, the the arenas. You can't fight into the crowd. There's no blood and guts match, which is like oh. an AW match. So it is lacking in those certain areas. But I think where this game is going to find its feet is online. Yeah, because it's so easy to pick up and play and play online. It does have kind of like a story mode, which is kind of cool in that you you can pick a an actual character from the roster but I think it works better if you make your own start because the whole comma. journey is meant to be about you joining the company and working your way up and it doesn't really work if you pick one of the people who are like a top world yeah, wrestling star <laughs> yeah, in the world course. and as you go along you actually uh, bump into storylines that have actually happened in real life and then you get this like video clip of what the actual, you know, video clips of that storyline cool. in real life. That's kind of cool. You go into like, the history of AEW and you, you, your character becomes part of that. That's really cool. But and it, it's getting a bit repetitive. Um, I, so, think, yeah. I think the older ones did, the SmackDown ones did. It ended up being yeah. like, oh my God, it's Paul Bearer. What's he coming back for? Backstage and yeah. stuff like that. It used, to, it used to be quite funny. You, you had branching paths, didn't you? But it were never, yeah, never grand. The fighting, the matches, this is where it excels because, and I think I can't play anyone online yet for obvious reasons that it's not out. It will mm-hmm. be when this 
uh, podcast goes out. It actually comes out today when this podcast comes out. Nice. Um, so on, when it's online, I can't wait to play online and, and experience that because I think that's where the fun's going to be when it's playing against yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, of course. What's the name of your but character? Yeah, it's just called Stu Baker because... There I bet he is. looks absolutely like you if they've only got default <laughs> settings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks absolutely the most realistic you ever on a he's game. Got, yeah, he's, the, the muscles that he's got, just me. <laughs> I bet he's got <laughs> face option one, body option one, everything else he's, option one. It's you. He has very low fat, very high muscle. He's oh, got yeah, six, yeah. Six foot one. Oh, yeah, like got, you. Like you, six foot one. Spi- <laughs> he's got a spiky... Um, he's put a full foot on his own height. Like bleach blonde hair. And, oh yeah, just like you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's exactly great hairline. Yeah, yeah, exactly me. <laughs> but no, I called him Stu Baker puke for the fact that there are you, the announcer does call you down. And you can pick names. Stu. There's, there's a guy called Stu Grayson, and there's a woman called Britt Baker. So I just <clears throat> took their names and mashed them together. Does he go so Stu Baker? Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> There's no commentary in it either. It's like just like the old SmackDown games. When I used to play the old SmackDown ones, they had like, one called, and it used to be, and it, here he is, Kenny. <laughs> it's like, that's not good. Yeah. That's, not, that's not scary. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's a, it's really good fun, and if they start adding more game types to it, I think it's going to be really, like, people really, really enjoy it. I, I could I think, do it a good wrestling game, me. I think this is what people who, people I've been seeing commenting it have been going, this is what I want. Like 2K is looks amazing. It has loads of fancy settings, but it just there's something about it that's just yeah too polished. And I just want to play something like the old games that I used to love, and this is there. You're not bothered about sweat physics. You just want to play some fucking no. wrestling. Yeah, exactly. But this has blood, and this has yeah, fucking yeah. blood in it. <laughs> and like, you, Matt, if you look up the the pictures of the blood in this game, like you can just cake the whole fucking mat in it. Like oh, I God. said earlier, with with like the tax, if you slam someone into tax, they have like the tax in the back and everything. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah, it's real good fun. Enjoying it then, looking... yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more characters and more match types because at the moment the roster is already outdated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it got announced like t- November 2020. And it's only just oh, coming wow. out. Like one of the characters on there joined WWE a year and a half ago. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So Mate. It needs a bit. Of, needs a bit of an update. I'm sure that'll come. Awesome. I'm glad you got what you wanted, mate. It's lovely that. I, I like it when you. When you like, I'm still waiting for the next good football game, and I'm a bit scared. Yeah. Because I like I like <laughs> football, and I'm like, what's gonna happen? It, it's the most tumultuous time to be a football gaming fan ever. Mm. Also, like, it plays amazing on the Azus Frog. Oh, I bet it does. I bet it does. <laughs> I've been playing mainly on that. Like, it's just being able to just sit there and play it and handheld. It's great. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Cool, cool, cool. Biggie, you done anything? Yeah, I've been watching a mockumentary. It is called what? Kunk on Earth. Oh yeah, I need oh, to watch this. I need to watch it. So it's um, a British. Is that Philomena Kunk? It is a mockumentary television yeah. series She's... produced by Charlie Brooker. It stars She's the lovely great. Diane Morgan as Philomena Kunk, an ill informed investigative, investigative reporter, a character who's previously been on Charlie Brooker's Weekly Wipe and Kunk on Britain. And it's more of the same if you've seen oh, her yeah. stuff before. Um, just her deadpan 
Manchurian <laughs> she, she delivery. Is, she is so fucking good. She's she's a genius. Fantastic with the questions that we've been asking. She uh, visits different places around the world. So each episode is as a title, like um, the beginning of man, um, the industrial revolution. So she goes to all the different places where um, she thinks it's worthy to visit. And then she asks yeah. the boffins in these places the questions that you've been wanting to ask, such as <laughs> which was more culturally significant, the Renaissance or single ladies by Beyonce? And she actually <laughs> asks the, these questions with such Well, I know which it is. It's Beyonce, obviously. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> She's just so good. Um, other questions so that she puts to the historians would include things like why are pyramids shaped like the way they are? Is it to stop homeless people sleeping on them? <laughs> and when she That's covers good. religion, she talks about Jesus. Was he the first victim of cancel culture? And is it ironic <laughs> that his final, his final moments created the iconic logo? <laughs> so he is the first cancel culture celebrity. In the, I thought, fuck it, we've had enough of this guy. He's talking too much. Let's cancel him. That's fucking genius. That is genius. There's a scene where she's in a, a cave looking at cave paintings and she says, why is humankind at war with cows? <laughs> that's, again, that's brilliant. Oh, wow. And comments on the artistry of the statue of David and says it's so detailed you can see the veins going through his hands. You know, it's so detailed. Then she goes to the back of it and says, but why does he not have an anus? Um <laughs> It is exactly what it is. It's just brilliant deadpan comedy delivery. And if you really weren't paying attention when you put it on, you may come across this and think it's actually genuine because she's that good at her delivery. But the boffins yeah. just sit there just completely mouth open, just like, what are you asking me? Yeah, because when, when they did Kunk on Britain, she's, she's asking uh, real, like, experts. Yeah. And they're like, they, they keep looking at the camera going, what's fucking happening here? <laughs> <laughs> But she's got physical comedy. She trips over. She's trying to do some uh, a serious talk while walking down a sand dune, and then she loses her footed and rolls all the way down the dune. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's just great. It's just a great bit I of love fun, it, and it's you actually great. learn a bit of history as uh, she goes through it. Because obviously she's she's covering serious topics, but with a bit of a, a wry smile as well, which she doesn't actually have because she delivers it with a deadpan face. But she's so good. Mm. And, uh, I haven't seen Kung Kong Britain, but. I my wife and I came across this. And we put it's it the on same. It. As far as I'm aware, it's the same thing. We're just giggling away. It's just so good. And it's just quick, you know, 20-minute, half-hour episodes. They're just, yeah, a nice, easy watch. Just a lot of fun. That's, and then she's fantastic. I'm, I'm, so happy that, I'm so happy that's now available. Because is it on Netflix? I don't, I don't have to pay for a TV. Uh, I will currently watch it on Netflix. Perfect, because I'm not paying the BBC. Because I know she, it's a BBC show, isn't it? So, yeah, she was I'm talking about that. the... Uh, Process being described as uh, for mummies, as bodies being washed, the brain removed, anything possible of rotting was also taken away. The bodies covered in salt and then wrapped in bandages. And then Philomena Kunk says this was the same as the spa treatment that Gwyneth Paltrow goes through every week. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's great. Mate. She was good in she was good in Ricky Gervais's Afterlife as well. She's in Afterlife, yeah. She's been in quite yeah. a few things, but yeah, she's definitely uh, nailed this mockumentary down perfectly. And I could watch her all day. I wonder, I wonder if she's ever going to do a stand up. Because I reckon she could crush her stand-up. She, um, I saw an interview with her, and she said she did stand-up for 10 years, but hated it, apparently. Oh, so she might have not had a special made for her then. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tune into that, because I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Brooke's writing as well. 
So yeah, you love it. Again, he like he like he likes to be so like scolding, but you're also learning as well. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. It's great. Really good watch. Kunk on Earth. Kunk on Earth is just a fucking fucking incredible title as well. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's awesome. Can't wait for that. Cool. Is that you, mate? That's it, mate. Right then, mate. Um, nothing of significance come out this week at all, really. Nothing. So I've not really done. I'm joking. <laughs> game of the we year. Came. The game of the year came out. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16 came out for everyone if you own a PlayStation 5. <clears throat> Where do I begin? Has anyone else started playing it? Only the demo. No, I'm 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 getting through my other games first. I'm I'm not You know it's gonna be a time sink. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying anything new until I get through the couple of games I've so, got. You interested in it at off. all, Biggie? No, I mean I, I never played fifteen, I know you guys Touched upon it before, but it's a habit, but never got round to it. Just I yeah, I, I've been playing, as you know, other RPGs at the minute. So yeah, it's, it's I want to play it, but I'm not in a rush. But I get why right. you want it so much. This I've got mixed thoughts. This is not the knockout I intended it to be. This is no longer an RPG to me, which may please people because as I was saying. This is the most accessible Final Fantasy game I've ever played. Um, the battle system is incredible. If you like character action games, mm. Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, God of War. It's basically, this, that's what the game is now. So, you remember, especially you, Biggie, as well, grinding, right? Thing of the past. Um, buying 99 potions. Yeah? Thing oh, of the past. It's not a, my favourite not thing a, to do. Not a thing anymore. <laughs> so you can only carry four potions at any given time. You can only carry three eye potions. There's no Phoenix Downs. Um, this game is basically a fantastic, fantastic political Game of Thrones story. So you've played the demo, so you know the beginning of the story. Mm. That that never lets up. That is constant throughout. It, the story is absolutely sublime. The voice acting is sublime. The graphics are sublime. The game, when you're not fat, because let, let me just put this out, the, the, the combat is fantastic. It's incredible. It plays like Devil May Cry 5. You know what I mean? So if you've played that, you'll love it. Mm. This is this is why I'm interested because it because yeah. how much that's what it plays like. like a devil the buttons are game. the same. The buttons are the same. Literally, do you know when you can do your devil triggers and stuff like that? It's exactly the same. All of it's you the same. With, can you hit someone with a motorbike? No, there's no motorbikes <laughs> in this. You can you can kick somebody on a chocobo. It's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty fucking cool if you like chocobos, and everyone likes chocobos. So the actual apart from when they're in the cart game. <laughs> yeah, my problem, my main problem with this is the world's beautiful. It's open zones, not open world, like God of War. My big issue is the best thing about some RPGs is the exploration, right? Mm. This is not a corridor game where you're just going down a tunnel. You can branch off and go have a look at stuff. There's nothing there. There's nothing. Right. Okay. 
So you could you could you could walk down a beautiful valley and enjoy the scenery and enjoy the dialogue that the characters are talking about. Clive, Final Fantasy Clive, he's talking to his <laughs> his, his friends who was in his party at the time, and you can enjoy that and you can enjoy the lore nuggets that you get from exploring. You might walk down this path, fight a few baddies, and get a potion. Mm. And if you've already got four potions, you can't you can't do anything with that potion. I, do you know what I mean? You, 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 rarely do you go and pick up a treasure chest and it's got a new piece of gear to wear, like the games do. There's no there's, there's no new pieces of magic. You unlock new magic by unlocking like you do on Devil May Cry in the menu. Yeah, I think. So, um... Hogwarts had that problem as well. I'm yeah, there's nothing to look for. You go into dungeons and you just don't get anything worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. that's that's like the the thing is, it's it's really good when you're in the moment. Like, I you can put the pad down for the, the cutscenes are not overly long either. I think the longest cutscene is the beginning one. So it's not like God, come on, get on with it. There's not much, but what the game does, it's got the active law system. Yeah. Which I talked about on the other week, where at any moment in time, because there's so many characters, so many nations, you can just pause the game and find out what they're talking about, which is fucking fantastic. I wish I had this when I was watching Game of Thrones. It's perfect, it's brilliant. So you get proper absorbed into the story. The story's fantastic. It's genuinely like gripping and gory and sexy and brilliant, brutal, and everything about it. He's talking about xenophobia and slavery and proper mature adult things. It is Game of Thrones, 100%. Like, the, the nation looks like fucking Westeros, you know, everything. There's even an Iron, Iron Isles where the Iron... Uh, they're not called the Ironborn, are they? Are they called it? Something like, you know what I mean, like the people from Game of Thrones, the squid people. Remember those guys? Um, but, yeah, there's just no reason to... Like, this side quest... Now, this is my tip if you're playing this game. Don't do the side quests. Right, just hammer through there's, it. There's, there's no reason to do it. There's so, genuinely no reason to do it. So you get about 50 experience points by doing a side quest. You get about 600 for fighting. So what's the point in doing that side quest when you're getting fuck all from it? Mm. You're not getting a new sword from it. You go, you go to your base. It's got a Mass Effect thing where you go back home all the time to your home base and talk to your people. And you can just build a new sword there. So the only real reason to explore is to get a little bit more law nuggets, which you can get anyway by going into the menu, which is it's such a strange design choice. I get it. It's because it's for people that just want to keep progressing, keep going. There is no reason. I have not died. I don't think I, don't think I can. <laughs> I definitely will not be able to. <laughs> it's not difficult at all, but apparently, and I've seen some reviews, when you do die, you just respawn at the beginning of that, that boss. Or if it's a two-stage boss fight or a three-stage boss fight, you start at the stage you got to. Oh, good. So it's really like the game wants you to just keep going. Now there's, there's, there's like hunts where you can go and kill really tough tough bosses. But there's nothing story-wise about That's just because you like to fight. I think that's, that's the trouble with Final Fantasy fifteen, isn't it, though? Is they said that you know they did want to make it an open-world game where Final Fantasy never really has been. I mean, you've got no. you, you've got your world map, but there's little bits and bobs to go. You can't really do anything on the world map, can you? Yeah. Mm. So, so I mean, it's it's not a departure that there's not much to do outside of the main story, which is fine. But do you think that because it's gone, it's almost like it's um, 
kind of almost becoming a more of a Western RPG than a JRPG. That's its biggest problem. I was going to say, is do you think that people are going to struggle with that? People that were Final Fantasy fans from five, six, seven onwards, they're going to think, well, this isn't really a Final Fantasy game. This is a Japanese studio trying a Western RPG. That's his biggest problem. So it's it's not like Dragon Quest, and that's why I don't love it. Like Dragon Quest, you can go down a path and explore something, and you get something great for doing it. You're always rewarded for going off a beaten. On this, I mean, you are rewarded with spectacular vistas and and lovely law like dialogue and things like that. And I don't know, maybe you are struggling, so you do need to go down a corridor to find a potion. I just can't imagine anyone struggling with it. And the game, what it does, it does, and it does really, it does it really smartly. The second you're just about to get bored of a little dungeon or something, it, it just switches on. It says like, "Here we go, amazing boss fight." And minor spoiler: if you've played the demo, it's not really a spoiler. These icon boss fights, which are the big summons, your big ifrits, your big shivers. If you know the series, you know all these. You know all these hammer. Fucking Odin's, all these—they are the the best part. These are the the. Oh, it's inside. I get why it's PS5 and it's not on PS4. You won't be able to do it. Mm. You would not be able to do it. The SSD is the only reason you can do this, because it's just like every single icon boss fight is a different type of game. So the first one that you play in the demo, it's like a rail shooter, isn't it? You you yes. played it, can you, at the beginning yeah. where you're, you're firing projectiles. Yeah. And this one, I'm not spoiling who you're against, it's a wrestling match, yes. a kaiju wrestling match. You are suplexing other things. And it says at the bottom, nice. press square to jackhammer, press square to suplex, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Press cool. square to, to jump off fucking turnbuckles, if they were turnbuckles. But you're also giant Godzilla-sized monsters, and it's fantastic. And this is what I'm, I'm at odds because the game is its own enemy. If this wasn't called Final Fantasy, it'd be a ten out of ten. I know that yeah. sounds pathetic and disgusting, but that's it sounds just how almost I feel. like it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't need the Final Fantasy title, but then it might not sell as many. But it could have been called Clive. Are, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> Devil May Clive. But Devil how do you think Clive. the people that you know? There's going to be a good proportion of people that have jumped onto Final Fantasy for the first time playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, yeah. How are they going to the- cope? <laughs> This is going to be the most successful Final Fantasy game since Seven, I think. There's no, there's no doubt that it, the series needed to change because the world of gaming has changed, and yep. you know some of the themes, some of the things in Final Fantasy games are a little bit dated. I think you know, especially some of the female characters, some of the stories. Oh, the females in this are brilliant. Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the stories are just a bit like, you know, aimed at teenagers, obviously. And the gamers that grew up playing Final Fantasy are older now. So the original, yep. you know, the original people, it's going to go one of two ways, isn't it? They're either going to love yep. it because it's doing something different or they're going to hate it because it's doing something different. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, right, I, I, I've read a few reviews. I can see why one reviewer said, oh, it took me 30 hours to complete this. And one reviewer said, oh, it took me 70 hours to complete this. Yeah. Because that 70-hour guy were going down corridors for wasting his fucking time. Just follow the arrow. <laughs> Mm. That is my biggest tip. The, the thing, because I've been going down corridors and having extra battles, I am so overpowered just by default. I'm killing like I'm. T- I'm talking to this this guy that's clearly going to become, become a boss. He's doing this big monologue. You'll die, and I'm gone. And he's yeah. dead. 
<laughs> I found it's that like, with Final oh. Fantasy 15 at the end as well. Like my the final boss in Final Fantasy 15. Nothing. Yeah, because you've been spending ten hours just grinding by accident. Because that's well, what you—that's not... what you're trained to do in a Final Fantasy game. You know, that yeah, you're but you get don't to need to. You need to find a spot where you're going to need to grind because you won't be able to carry on. And I don't know whether that's what's kind of shaped me as a gamer, but that's what I enjoy doing in RPG games. I like grinding and I like being prepared. I do. For the next spot. Next boss. I like I like strategic planning. So in this game, you've only got one character. You only control one character. You've got a dog that you can issue commands to. The dog's fantastic, and you can pet him. You can play ball with him. You can play fetch with him. You can do loads of. You've got interactions with the dog. Uh, the game I mean, takes place in in different timelines. So beginning of Clive's life, middle of Clive's life, and further on, he's older. He's great. He's great. The voice acting's fantastic. Sid is one of my favourite characters in it. Voiced by Finchy from The Office. He's fantastic in it. Every, every, everyone's great in it. It's just, I wish they were braver and they just went, this game's just going to be cutscene, battle, cutscene, battle, cutscene. Because I don't need to run across a field for an hour for no reason. Mm. It sounds pathetic of me. I, I, I think it's daft for me to say it because, because it's not random battles. You can see there's not many enemies in that field, that massive field. I'm like, I've killed everything. <laughs> I'm not used to that. That's yeah. what the problem is. I'm not used to that. I think, oh, I'll go into another zone and come back. No, I've still killed everything. It's like, hmm. <clears throat> do I do That's it? the thing with um, Dragon Quest Eleven was that you could avoid the battles if you wanted to, but if you wanted to grind for exactly. something, you could exactly. take all the, the right enemies on to get the stuff you needed. You know, there was reasons to avoid and reasons to fight. That's what I liked about Dragon Quest Eleven. I, I, I think people are going to love this game. I, I do really, really like it. It's just, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, the only thing that makes this a Final Fantasy is the fact that there's Chocobos, there's Moogles in it, there's the, there's the summons from that those games. There's, do you know what I mean? It's just the themes that are Final Fantasy. The game is not Final Fantasy. But this is what they wanted, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, 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 not, I'm only about 10, 12 hours in. So it's basically a reboot of the, of the series then, isn't it? If it's the most accessible, Massively. you say, to get into it, and it's such a departure... If yep. you haven't played for any Final Fantasy games before, now might be the time to jump on them. This is the one. This is the one. And and you'll get a shock when you go back to Final Fantasy VII. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that will shock you. The difference between those... They this don't is where like, I jump on. This is exactly... Six, 16 I mean. games into the series. This is Let's where... Go. People are going to... people. Do, I mean, people do love... The critics fucking adore it. It's 88% on Metacritic. It's fantastic. But it's, it's, it's really short for the genre. It, it's not a JRPG anymore. It's, it's seventy-one character. from um, users. Is it? That, yeah. There'll be legacy users like me. That's what I mean. That's so that kind of shows the difference. I think it's a character action game. You can you cannot categorize this as a, a Japanese role playing game anymore. I know it's a Japanese role playing game, but it's not that anymore. It reminds me more of God of War, of Devil May Cry. If you like those games, and I do like those games, you're gonna love it. I'd honestly, so far, give it an 8 out of 10. Strong. If it were called something else, I'd probably give it a 10. Mm. <laughs> I'm just a bit... I'm, I'm just a bit sad because I wanted it to be more like Dragon Quest, more like Final Fantasy X, more like Final Fantasy IX. I think I'm exactly the same, and I, like, I think the way to put it would be like you're being precious over Final Fantasy, the title, but that is what it is. You know, people it grew up with is, those games. That be, yeah. You are going to be I precious be, over I, it. I shouldn't be precious, but 
But apparently the Square Enix have said, we're going to be doing spin-offs of other things. Where you're, going to get, you're still going to get your traditionals. You know what I mean? So I'm not angry. I'm not sad. I'm just like, hmm. You know what I mean? Bittersweet. It's great. Don't, I'm not saying it's bad. And Clive is the fuckboy of the year. <laughs> yes. And there's a reason. There's a, there's, a, there's a fantastic reason it's called Clive in it. It makes sense. Oh. It's not just a daft name. So prepare for that. It's great. Eight out of ten so far. It might, might, it might get better. Who knows? Is that everyone? It is everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Let's get on to the main topic. Happy place. What is it, Stig? It was a, it's a patron. A patron patron monthly yeah, choice. Yeah, thinking me, Bob, where the patrons <laughs> choose. Uh, we give them four <laughs> options this month. Positive, happy memories on media, things that make us happy, mindful, joy, video games, and joyful actors in their roles. And the positive, happy memories and the things that make us happy drew. So we're just going to mix it in together and kind of talk about positive and happy memories and things that make us happy around media, on yeah. games, TV, film, books, music, you know, maybe experiences. We're going to spend half an hour to 45 minutes being happy. Yeah. Talk about things that have made us happy, like... 15 minutes on being happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's... um, okay. let's, let's, just, let, let's just round table the fuck out of this. Stig. Yeah, yeah so... Um, settle down, Biggie. I'm going to talk about wrestling. Oh, God. <laughs> don't, don't attack his happy place, Biggie. Come yeah, on. I won't. He knows I'm ribbing him. Um, so, I, 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 I grew up absolutely loving wrestling and I um, kind of fell out of it for a while towards the kind of middle back end of the 2000s the first After half the of the era. 2010s no there was yeah it kind of went, it went to PG it kind of went a bit shit there's still some kind of good stuff in there and every now and again I'd check out the pay-per-view here and there and I'd always watch the Rumble and Wrestlemania regardless mm. but I'd get to those points and I'd be like I don't know who a lot of these people are. And then I kind of got dragged back into it again around when CM Punk was about. And for for my 30th, I I decided to finally go to WrestleMania. I didn't even know you were 30 yet, mate. Wow. Yeah, a long time ago. It was already seven years now. Yeah, so seven years ago, me, my brother, and my dad decided that we were going to go to a WrestleMania. So we decided to go, and it was in. I don't think I've talked, but I've talked like how I'd been on the podcast before, but not really in detail. And it was always, in. it was always kind of one of those lifelong bucket listings that we wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like we've been to live events in the UK, but they're just house shows really aren't the same. And you don't they never re- put it on telly or out, do they? No, they're, they're they're kind of fun, but they're in consequential they don't mean anything so they are um they, they never come to the uk with a pay-per-view having said that there is one next week that i'm going to in london uh, they're actually bringing a proper pay-per-view like like event to the, the uk this What's year it called? london's burning no it's money in the bank it's definitely definitely is money in the bank in london yeah it's basically <laughs> a uh um a ladder match and the, the main well, get the briefcase. Yeah, the briefcase has got a contract for like a title match in there. So yeah, I remember. I remember they were always fun because it's like, yeah, it's just about to reach it, even though we could. 
And they get dragged down again. <laughs> but yeah, like, but this kind of just rolls into what kind of makes me happy and a happy memory of around that is us getting to go and do that WrestleMania as like me and my brother and my dad, that was kind of cool as well. Like all three of us getting to go. Is, but yeah. We did like the whole package. So part of the package was you got your hotel rooms, you got uh, fan access to both days where you could go meet and greet the wrestlers and go and do things. You, we had the NXT show on one night, which is their developmental brand, which at the time was their, the best thing that they were doing. Like it was better than the main roster. Like the NXT show that was actually better than WrestleMania. Like that's that's how good like it was. Next. Yeah, it was. It, it it was born, I think, from that. Like it was meant to be the next stars, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Abbreviated. I down remember. Because... I know the logo. I've seen the logo before. Yeah, and it was like the uh, the the intro introduced introduction and like uh, of debut of like a huge Japanese star um, yeah 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 Shinsuke Nakamura so it was, he was fighting there and like I remember none, none of these names will mean anything to you but trust me like at the time there was, a, there was a young up and coming tag team called American Alpha absolutely incredible like amateur wrestlers who had broken into pro wrestling and they were amazing and they won the tag titles and everyone went nuts I, and I remember saying to my brother when when we were when we go We've been to live wrestling events before and felt really weird about cheering. I get like, that. Like, it's not real. Who, what are you cheering for? Like, I, Plus, I can't. You're, you're extremely British and British people don't yeah, cheer. I, <laughs> I just, I always struggle to like, I enjoyed watching it, but I always struggle to cheer and get into it. I've and never I said, whooped in my life. And I said to him, <laughs> if we're going, we'll, let's just get into it because we're surrounded by thousands of other Enjoy the fans who don't care that you're cheering don't be yeah. so there's no point of us being self-conscious about it so we just went got battered and just enjoyed it and cheered and sang along and everything and it was just amazing that show was amazing the the the, the meet and greets i got to meet and greet people um i got to meet uh, some legends got to stand in like the elimination chamber uh bog backland put me in a crossface chicken wing uh like <laughs> And it hurt. They fucking sunk it in as well. Hang on. It was called Bob Backlin. Bob Backland, yeah. Backland. And he, he had him in a chicken wing. It, so his, his, his submission move was called the Crossface Chicken Wing, where he kind of like wraps your arm around your back and like talks on your neck. And he was putting people in that for like photo opportunities. I bet that fucking kills. And I had a Bret Hart t shirt on, and his biggest rivalry in, rest, in WWE was with Uh-oh. Bret Hart. And Uh-oh. he got up there and he was like, how dare you come on this stage wearing that shirt? And I was like, can you put me in the chicken wing for a picture? And he put me in, he went, he goes, this is what you get for wearing that shirt. And he proper sunk it in and it, it fucking hurt. I bet it did. But yeah, I got to meet the New Day and I, I did a little video with the New Day. Um, did, you do a, did you do a promo with them? No, so we stood there like taking it and my brother was like, because they, they do this thing where they go like, New Day rocks. New yeah, Day Rocks, that. it gets the crowd like going. And they did, my brother goes, do one but Stew Dog Rocks. So stew Dog? Going, yeah, so they were going, Stew Dog Rocks. And like, yeah, that's you, Stew. I was like, yeah, Stew. And they were, going, and they were like doing this video. We're keeping that, guys, Stew Dog. It was really cool. Um, some of my friends called me Stew Dog. Do they? They're not yeah. really good friends. <laughs> it, it kind of got born out of like a piss take, but then like it's still <laughs> say it. Gadget, yeah, come was... and call this episode Stew Dog, please. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just 
a really amazing happy memory of uh, I bet it was finally uh, something that we've loved like we've always watched together as a family and and still enjoy now and still watch now and eventually decided fuck it let's go to Wrestlemania and have a full weekend there and obviously we had the big Wrestlemania show which was amazing like the AT&T stadium is incredible in, in Dallas huge huge screens and they have there it's, it's huge in it and um, we're in the same hotels all these wrestling fans and then we obviously did the Hall of Fame show then we did the Raw after Wrestlemania and that was my actual birthday that day so when we got back to the hotel, we were just in the bar getting absolutely wanked with all these wrestling fans doing wrestling chants and songs. And they all sang happy birthday. They all sang happy birthday to me in the bar. And we did a birthday bow train. So at the time there was a character called Bo Dallas who used to do a bow train and he'd run around the ring and he'd have people the following him. Whole train. Yeah, and it and it'd be like a train of people following him, running around the ring. And they were like, do the birthday bow train. So it had me running around the bar with all these people running behind me and like singing happy birthday and cheering for me and it was just an amazing time and born from like a type of media wrestling that yeah yeah absolutely we've always really enjoyed and loved and that's like i'd love to go back and do another one but it's so mm. expensive yeah of course it is it, it was potentially a once in a lifetime thing really unless you can kind of find it's, it's amazing that you got to do something that you've loved forever. And I think it heightens it when you're with loved ones as well. There's yeah. no an, an, animosity. Like sometimes when you do things like with friends, there's a big fallout halfway through it. Someone gets too drunk and there's an argument. But because you've done it with people that you love. I know your brother's usually uh, chaos, isn't he? He usually gets you into some scrapes, but. No, not, sounds like, not these days. <laughs> just when you were a kid. It sounds yeah. like it sounds it sounds like it. It sounds lovely, mate. Genuinely. Yeah. Also, kind of helped that dad was with us because he helped pay stuff. <laughs> Great dad. Fantastic man. <laughs> Fantastic man. I love yeah, that. That was just, I mean, yeah, I, I thought I could talk about some games or things, but I just thought, like, one, mixing the both together there is like, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm loving wrestling again at the moment. Like, there's so much stuff going on, like, in it, especially, like, with the likes of Vince McMahon kind of being pushed to the side. There's new ideas being done in WWE. You've got AEW, which is a completely like separate product, and they do their own thing and their own style. And I'm just kind of enjoying it again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. After falling off it, I'm bang into it again at the moment. That's awesome. Awesome. Any any more to add? Because it's a it's a double feature. Not really. Like I, I, you know, I. That's a big one for me, really. There's, like I said, there's a lot of like stuff that I do kind of love and have happy memories of. Like, if it's media based, I kind of you know we've talked about it enough before. But the conclusion to Phase Three of the MCU with Endgame and the portals and it all coming together, like that'll always be a. I'll always remember yeah. like the first time I saw that. Yeah, man. Oh, that's awesome! Awesome. I'll go. I'll go next. Um, when it comes to memories, for me. Happy ones of related to media, uh, it's to do with music. And I know I always like say, oh, like, because I was in, we were in a, I were in a band and we did well for the time. I was young, I was a young man. And we supported a band, a big band, The Darkness. You've heard of them. Mm. And yeah. we, we, we managed One to. Wonders. One hit wonders in our eyes. <laughs> we managed to we managed to 
play a gig in front of, I think, eight, 9,000 people. And that's one of the greatest memories I'll ever have. I still, like, lay in bed sometimes and think about, you know, when you can't go to sleep and your brain goes, mm. oodles, oodles, wake up, wake up. Remember that time? Remember that time? I fell down on stage, for God's sake, and I still remember, you still had a great time. I, I tripped <laughs> up. But it was funny. 9,000 people going, way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and I don't often talk about the good side of it because I had such a bad experience of being a musician and performing. Like it really like destroyed my love of that. But there were some really good moments. That, the camaraderie we had, like the, the the stories are true, guys. Five six lads do get into a transit van and go up and down the country. And eat from petrol stations. Do you know what I mean? This is true. This this happens because you're skint. Mm-hmm. And then eventually something happens, like you get a bit of a break. And the moment when somebody says, sign this, and you can see a big amount of money on that piece of paper, you don't understand how happy you feel. Then you realise that you don't get that money all at once and they give it you in instalments and usually with drugs. But <laughs> besides that, <laughs> it's still a great feeling, like being able to, like I've been in cover bands, I've done bands, but when you're playing your own music in front of that many people, it's not, it's not massive in grand scheme of things. I mean, you can see the back of 9,000 people. You know what I mean, you can see the back wall. It's not huge. I know, I know people that have played in front of 80,000 people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You should see the uh, crowd Elton's playing in front of now. Oh, that's what I mean. That's going to be like 200,000 people. It, I post it in our music channel Discord. It's insane. Yeah. That's a country, <laughs> isn't it? He's playing in front of a yeah. country. Yeah. So, but to me, in, in my world, that were great. And Oh, yeah. But... I heard people clapping. And like, when, when, you, when you're a, no, a, no, a nobody band and you're a support band, you can get up. And sometimes the crowd just wants the main act to come on, don't they? Like, fuck off, they're not, they're all getting to, but we had people clapping and cheering for songs they didn't know. And it's, there's something that money can't buy that, that Mm. kind of happening. I mean, you've been in the, around the music industry, Candy, you've seen, you must have seen, witnessed it. You must have been in back of vans. I've been in the back of vans. (laughs) Your legs blown off. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. I've I've toured with bands where I've been in a six-person splitter and I've also toured with, Metallica, so it's kind of like yeah. I've seen every yeah. every Metallica step of the have way. The, a full a full coach brigade, six coaches and yeah, two different they don't want teams sleep together, another yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just it's just it's just fantastic. It's it's just it's it's, it's, it's barely media because it's media that's not really it, it's performing arts, you know. But it's it's still media related to me because I love music. Mm. Not to the stage where it's media, top form of media. Yeah, it's so. media. It's not not to the stage where I need to buy ninety different guitars. This is not. I'm not attacking gadget here. He's he's <laughs> he's, a, he's an enthusiast. But some people say oh, I really like music, and they buy forty five guitars. I'm like, what can you play? And they're like, oh, smoke on the water. Like, so you're not into music then. You, you like the idea of music, which is fine. Again, I'm not gatekeeping and stuff like that. But when you, when you're there, and I know a lot of our listeners are are in bands or performed in bands or even speak speakers in front of a massive it's just there's something great about it. the problem is you get an ego after that and trust me 
and this is a positivity month. I'll not talk about the knock of my ego a, a, a year or so later that destroyed my faith in the industry altogether. But at that very moment in time, the high is better than any drug, better than any feeling ever. And it's incredible. Like, you can't put it in words what that's like until you've done it. Have you guys done anything wild like that? That. I mean, you have. You do a podcast to thousands. I mean, like literally, like the podcast is the only thing I've ever performed in, other than buddy school players. So, would you would would you guys feel like comfortable doing the podcast live in front of two hundred people? Yeah, I'd be up for it. Yeah, nice that two hundred people turned up. I don't suffer. Luckily, I don't suffer from stage. I don't. I don't suffer from stage fright. I never have. I don't know why. I'm just big-headed like that. I don't think I'm better. I just never have suffered from it. I know some people get they get stage I mean, fright I per- and blindness. I performed in drag on a, on stage in front of a ship's crew, and That's when massive. you first come up, when you first come out, you, you just you see everybody at first, and just for a second, you're like, oh my god, and then so what? You just, Mm. Switch, you get into it, and then you're yeah, exactly. You're there, you're, well, you're with you know, other people you know, with you. Do you know what we did when we went out? Because we were the second band on, so we, we we were looking from the sides, and when you're looking on the side, you're looking at the band and stuff. I remember walking out and hearing everyone, but couldn't see any fucker. Yeah, it's right what they say. You cannot see anyone in front. You can see the front first front rows, couldn't see yeah. anything. You just know you there's just people there it. that you know. Well, we we knew the people out there, but it was just it's still. Intimidating at first, but yeah, there's a there's definitely a rush that goes with it. But I haven't performed in front of thousands, thank God. You have, you do it every week. (laughs) Wish you perform on the on the live episodes we do. Yeah, but people can't perform. You can't can't see people then, can you? That's different. Yeah, well, you can't see people on stage. (laughs) No, you can stare. I think think I'd be alright if it's a small crowd, like especially if it's people you know and things like that. It's Easier, but yeah. I've never had it. Never good, had that chance to get, to get a good oh. feel of it. If you're in a busy bar, get up on karaoke. Mm. When it's really karaoke busy, in a bar, but a packed out one. Nah, it's like it's been a in the karaoke one. room where it's a small room on the side, and most of the people in there are the people you're with. So yeah, yeah, like we did. Yeah, but that was like a private room. This is this was actually in the open pub. Anyone could come in and go. But it's but, a karaoke room, yeah. Yeah, it's like a separate room. But I think yeah, I, when I'm in I a think, small I room with people, I know it's completely different. Like you see me when I'm oh, yeah, karaoke, it's like couldn't get microphone off you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's like, watch me rap. I'm like, you can't do it. No, you run out of breath really fast, don't you? When you when you rap, <laughs> I was mint in my head. It sounded yeah, mint. exactly mint in the car and in the shower. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just a magical feeling. And, and I know some people that are listening to this now, they've experienced it as well. It's great. From 100 to 9,000 people, it makes no odds. It's just performing's great. Like, I bet you get really a good sense of accomplishment, Candy, when you've performed your art on someone's body and you know that that visual is going out. Just thousands of people are going to see that visual. It um, must be a great feeling. It's half that and half fear as well because you open yourself up to people making horrible comments, which doesn't scrutiny. happen that often, but it does happen. So yeah, it opens yeah. yourself oh. up to scrutiny. But I can't imagine, you know, it's not like you're doing a tattoo in front of thousands of people. Like, I've done, I had, co- I had I've a done corona bottle thrown at my head. 
Well, that means you've made it. That that means they like you. I know. If there was no pissing it. the side it. of the face, and I, I, I've literally still got the scar. No pissing <laughs> it, you're fine. That weren't like that gig. That were a different gig. That were a local gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't play the type of music we played at a punk bar. They don't appreciate Ooh, it. Oh yeah, no, don't do <laughs> they that. They will throw piss at you. But yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's just really good, and it? it's really good memories. I've got better memories than the birth of my kids, but that's not media related. <laughs> yeah, boring, <laughs> isn't it? Boring. <laughs> everyone, Biggie. everyone knows that you should be happy for that. Can't deny that. Biggie, come on, tell us about your night in drag. No, um, I'm going to drag <laughs> this down to the uh, normality a little bit because uh, I haven't got don't got anything like that, but. I just want to talk about a couple of things I have mentioned before, but just these things are important to me. So Final Fantasy VII, obviously just completing a game like we that were was there. a milestone for me in my life because we? it just took me so long to do it. Yeah, no. And mm. I got ribbed for years by close friends about just the fact that I'd never... Got ribbed for years it. after. It was, <laughs> it was always a running, jo- <laughs> it was always a running joke um, about the fact that I'd never finished that. And then just... Finding that weird compulsion. Do you know to what was funny? That, t- and that then time, do it live as well. I think it was on one of the lost episodes when you were like, "Yeah, one of my favorite games, is Final Fantasy." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And then, and then you, you got, "I've never finished it though." I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> How can everyone get famous? You've never finished it. It's my comfort game. I don't want it to finish." I, and I, like I said, I've restarted it several times, and just it was like it was that. It's not a short game, game is it, mate? It's and it's not. And I, I just. I fell in love with it every time I played it, but just for some reason, something would always distract me. I'd never get around to yeah, finishing yeah. it. And Life. It, it was just so strange that it took me so long. And then to finally do it, and there was a bit of sadness, a little tinge of sadness, the fact that I've done it now. And it's probably something I never would probably pick up and play again now that I've done it. Yeah, yeah there's no just, surprises. You platinumed it and everything, didn't you? The, yeah, the fact that you guys asked me to uh, do it live and I got dressed up as Cloud for a giggle mm-hmm. and that didn't quite work, but it was funny anyway. And Karen Cloud was fantastic. <laughs> oh, it worked, mate! Started. It worked. <laughs> my, my, I can't believe that my moment. My helmet on my shoulder, up. just yeah, it was, it was madness, oh. absolute madness. But yeah, it was it was fun finally getting that done. There's definitely a, a sense of achievement getting that platinum because it's not an easy. Oh one no, I, I, I know it all too well with certain games, mate. It's like, wow, I can't believe I've finally done it. And that that leads me on to my Vita, my little. Vita. I just love the fact that it's got so much on it and I take it away on holiday and it's just that little gaming that I can take with me Makes and I can you play happy. anything at hand. Yeah. Because you own all those um, games as well, don't you? Oh, yes. And um, <laughs> mention sure multiplayer, I get, a lot of, I get a lot of stick on this pod for enjoying shooting games, but the multiplayers that I play like COD and Battlefield before that, it's not the game. It's not a, the game needs to be fun to play, but it's the banter that you have with your friends, the close friends that you play in week in, week out. That for yeah, me man. is what that's about. Because the game can be what it is. It doesn't matter what shoot game, as long as it's fun to play. Yes, there's achievements and things you want to get done in the game. I get that, but it's just the the stuff that we chat about. Whether it's serious stuff, whether you're ribbing your mates when you're playing. You know, we, we we've got a guy that we play with on the COD who is a young lad, uh, just came out of nowhere. He joined the server one time and we got chatting. And um, he felt comfortable enough to tell us that he was gay, that he felt comfortable oh, wow. that, he could, that he could tell us. And so we rib with him, not at him, if that makes mm. sense. He, I understand he's that. Just as, well. He's just as sassy with us as well. It's great. 
And it's just nice that you meet these random people that you end up playing and becoming friends with. And I love the way that gaming connects you with people like that. I think that's what a lot of people don't talk about so much. Gaming's nerdy and all this kind of stuff that comes with it. But just the fact that you do meet people when you do play online from all walks of life. And I, I think that's amazing. And I, I love playing multiplayer shooters for that alone just because of the banter. Yeah. But, I, um, I, I, sorry, go on. I, so uh, when I went to the wrestling, it was um, I met up with one of the guys from the Rumuk forum on there. Weirdly, weirdly enough, was in still in the same the, the room next to us. That wasn't planned. Just like he was the only know. person, he was the only person I knew over there that like was going. So we met up with him. Anyway, when I got back, he was like, "Oh, do you want to?" I was saying that I played Battlefield One. He saw I, I play with a bunch of guys from the forum all the time on Battlefield, mm-hmm. and I put nearly every Friday night was just us. I, I jumped on with them after that, and every Friday night's like playing Battlefield One with them, and I put so many hours into that game, and then onto Battlefield Five. And like now, when I'm in a WhatsApp group with them, there's like 15 of us in there. Like I've become friends with them, and I've met some of them. And yes. I, the thing that annoys me right now is they they carried on playing the new Battlefield like on the PS5, <laughs> and you know it's shit. <laughs> well, no, it, it's got better apparently, but I I don't have it's not good enough. I don't have um, PS Plus anymore. Nobody does because it's just not worth it for me. I don't get on with them enough to make it worth it. Like if they're on Xbox, I'd be playing with them a lot more. Yeah. So, but I still keep in touch because we have the WhatsApp group and we talk about all kinds yeah. of other things yeah, now. It's same. not just yeah. it's not just the the, the gaming, but I, yeah, I had a mint mint time and great memories with them on that. On sometimes staying up like two, three o'clock in the morning just playing Battlefield. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we've had three. It was an old forum that we used to be on. Um, it's almost defunct now. The, the forum that we had has gone, and then it, we've got a Discord for it. But most of us post in WhatsApp, to be honest. But yeah, we have a little meet-up once in a while. And again, they're all people that we, we didn't know we met through the forum and then met in real life and just get on. You know, you have that online sort of character that you almost play in forums, and then when you actually meet what you these mean. people in, in real life, it, it's, it's almost a different... Um, environment, but you, you're still the same. I had that experience when I went to really when, when, when me and Stig went up to see Gadget and Pip, and she was like, "Why are you so quiet?" I'm like, "I'm not that loud in person." <laughs> <laughs> you're a nice couple, couple of cocktails down, you were. Yeah, you you mentioned <laughs> yeah. it, Diggy, when it was like you were like, "You're different in person." I'm like, "I am different. <laughs> <laughs> this is a persona." <laughs> well, yeah, so that, is. That's exactly, this is it. We are almost a persona, a part of who we are. Um, that we are on the pod. Yeah, I get that. But uh, yeah, I think that's really important. And the only other thing I wanted to cover quickly was um, just martial art movies. I grew up watching martial art movies, yeah. Jackie Chan stuff. I was such a big fan of all the, the sort of 70s, 80s stuff. And then the martial art movies then were shit. Uh, there wasn't anything that really grabbed my attention. I dropped off it for a while. And then you had things like Crouching Tiger was a massive spike for me. Got me back into a bit of Wuxia for a while as well. Very good. And then um, Raid and stuff like that. But it's only recently things like John Wick, um, and Scott Adkins, uh, British martial artist who's in John Wick before he plays the fat guy. Um, I've fallen back in love with action movies again. I've got a massive watch list to get through now. Just starting to find the fact that people are still making... There is a resurgence, making... isn't there, in the genre? 
Yeah, people are still making decent enough to watch yeah, yeah. the plot. The plot's irrespectively. You're not really watching it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Decent action and done well is what's important. And stunt men risking mm. their lives doing mad, crazy shit. And yeah, there's a little yeah, resurgence of martial art movies. So yeah, awesome. they're my choices. Awesome. Candy, getting your legs blown off at back of vans. Well, yeah, that's part of it, but that's another lifetime ago. But actually, that is kind of like bouncing off. Oh, I shouldn't say bouncing off. But, yeah. <laughs> but it does kind of fit in with that because one of mine also is um, is music and just being able to travel and stuff. So when I was probably 14, 15, I used to really like a band called Amen, um, which weren't a huge band. You weren't travelling around with them, were you? Oh, I was. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's more... Allegedly, guys, if anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any little chaos, Casey Chaos babies. However, um, there used to be a for like before the days of Discord, before the days of Facebook and everything. We used to use internet forums, which I'm sure you can all remember. And some of the friends that I made on there have ended up being my best friend, even now, uh, some of my best friends in the whole world. And because I used to hang out with them and I used to hang out at these Amen shows, I got to it really what kind was of group groupy.net. No, <laughs> I was too young at that point. <laughs> the groupiness didn't come out for another like three, four years at least. <laughs> that was after Legal. the drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because of that, it kind of um, projected me on my career for doing um, band merch and everything. So I met some of the guys that I toured with um, because they came from Amen. They, they went to another band who I ended up touring with for about 10 years. And yeah. that was just some of like the most happy memories of being in my twenties and not really having any responsibilities and just it's great in it. Yeah, being able to travel around and like waking up in a mm. new city in a new country every single evening and you were with your best friends and you didn't make fuck all money, know, but it did didn't you, matter. Did you ever notice that were you ever in, in the creative bit of it? Like when we used to go around, we used to have people come around with us and ladies and gents and stuff. And when we sat there writing new songs and they were just sat there listening like, oh my God, you've just written a new song in front of us. Did you ever get that experience? Not that per se, but I was on the other side of it. So I was listening to singer of uh, Slipknot rehearsing some of his new lyrics, which was, I was, a, I was a worm before I was a man. And we were all sat in our dressing room like, worm before I was a man, that doesn't make any sense. And sure enough, yeah. it became like one of their really big hits. So I've been on the other side yeah. of it. So that was cool. So, yeah, music and growing up and, and another couple of bands, like The Prodigy as well, is a band that just transcends oh. all genders. Genders? All the genres and all genders. <laughs> yeah, and genders. <laughs> and genders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you sort of throughout the years and Slipknot as well, I've kind of, I, I jumped onto Slipknot when they first became big, back when I was probably 14. I'd, on, I'd honestly say, right, Prodigy are in top 10 bands of all time. I absolutely agree with that. There's just nothing to not like. Genre-defining fucking masterclass. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And we lost an absolute legend. Mm. Yeah, that one was super tough. Um, Mm. But uh, moving away from music, um, also, Biggie, as you were saying, my big online game was Elder Scrolls Online. Unfortunately, I don't... No way. Yeah, no, right. I've never mentioned it. However... (laughs) Um, I don't play it as much anymore, but when lockdown first started happening, um, I needed some kind of normality in my life, and I knew that I wanted to find an MMO, and I sort of dipped my toes in here and there. I tried Final Fantasy fourteen. I ended up with ESO because it was just kind of familiar, like with Skyrim and, and everything. Free. 
and free and the controls were somewhat <laughs> familiar to me anyway. And yeah. yeah, just some of the friends that I ended like just the support that we all had playing that game during pretty fucking tough times, to be fair. I know we don't really talk about, it, but in the world of Tamriel, things didn't change <laughs> when lockdown happened. Everything was still open. So just putting all your time into that, talking to friends like you would, you know, if it doesn't matter if you sit in the same room or in the same country, you know, you can still yeah. talk to people. You can still hang out. You can all go to the pub on a Friday evening, have a pub quiz. And that's what we did. We carried on life just as, as as if it was normal and it you know and it was and it's we've we've all met up in real life and i don't know if you found this but the funny thing about meeting up with online friends in real life for the first time is sometimes you kind of lose track of faces like you lose track of whose face is who and all it takes is for <laughs> you to close your eyes and you can listen to everyone everyone's voices and you're just back to knowing exactly who people are but it's really yeah. incredible i've met some really really good friends and people that i would have never like the people from parts of walks of life that I would have just never had the opportunity to meet or hang out with, you know, people that don't get out of the house much because they're, you know, they're disabled or they have various other problems or they're yeah. quite isolated themselves and they'll make the effort to meet up when there's a meetup. And it, we're all different and you're, people. You're but- all geeky and nerdy and you, you have that link, that common link that there's always something you can talk about, whether exactly. you talk about something happening in life or you want to talk about this game you've been playing, you know? Yeah. It's just it's yeah, really it's, comfortable to chat it's with really, people. It's really, really lovely. And I, do, I, I tried to describe it to sort of non-gamers. Like, it's you know, it, sound, it does I sound mean- nerdy. Yeah, obviously. It does sound nerdy <laughs> and it does sound geeky, but the people you meet, it's, it's just as valid a friendship. If not more so, because you're, because you're working together to, you know, you have to work together in, as teams and everything and build relationships. Otherwise, you don't get anywhere in the game. And that's why these friendships it's, it's work so well. It's this shit that I hear all the time online where it's like, you can't develop a friendship online. You can't develop a romance online. Yes, you can. Of course you can. That's it's one of the best. Legitimate. Yeah, it's that's one of the best Just as legitimate. Especially, you know, when you're not seeing somebody's face, you you are making more of a bond with somebody's actual personality. A pal, a pal so. of mine, he's, he's been in a relationship with a woman he's never met. For five years, yeah. and they they they've seen each other on videos and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? They just never had a chance because she's in Asia and he's here. Yeah, it's, it's the same for us when, when we met in. I know a few of you have met previously, but and we're we now in, in a podcast, right relationship. Or, oh, you know, it's it's nice that we all got away. on well enough. As soon as I met Stig, I went up to him and gave him an hug. <laughs> <laughs> and like we got it. to see each other's ears for the first time. <laughs> you can always see my ears, my tiny little ears. But, um, I, I remember people, when you mentioned, people, when you uh, mentioned that candy about the ears. It was just so odd seeing people's ears. I'm not used to people uh, in everything. I've become pe- friends with people online who I confined in more than I do with my friends that I went to school with. Yeah. So yeah. I talk to them they more. End up, and they end up being fucking bigots usually. <laughs> yeah. Dickheads. They take like, the why piss were we out, friends? They take the piss, don't they? So. Yeah. Mm. And, um, I agree. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, and the final thing I was going to mention, this is probably like one of the favorite. Well, actually, it does involve him. It was going to E3 in 2019 because... <sighs> reading- getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> but um, reading vid- you know, video game magazines and everything from the age of about 12, 13 upwards, I'd hear about this mystical E3 and, you know, E3 season would come round and... Finally, they opened the floor to the public being able to go. And I was like, I'm going to do it this year. I've waited 25 odd years to do it. I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go by myself. 
I know people in LA, it's fine. You know, I won't be, I won't be stuck by myself and I can keep myself entertained and just go and see what it's about, finally experience it. And it was the most incredible week I think I've ever had, in particular the day, I think it was the day after I got there actually, and it was the Bethesda conference because it's basically just like a lottery. Like whoever goes, you say, I want to go to this conference and it's just potluck whether they'll say, yeah, you can come or you can't. I was lucky enough to get a ticket. So was Super Natty Cat and her partner Mo, who I didn't know until E3. So I sat down. So oh, I so you met them then. I met them at E3. I know there were a couple of people from Wales coming. That's all. That's all I know because I was just on a. I bet there were more than them two from Wales going. I'm sure there was, but the, <laughs> they were the only two from this. We were all part of this Facebook group, and we just kind of mentioned it in passing. So the day of um, the Bethesda conference happens. It opens about. One, two o'clock in the afternoon. I got there around 10 to start queuing because that's me. Wow. I burnt the shit out of my arms. I burnt the shit out of my scalp. Um, just sweltering, sweltering hot. We, they finally open the doors and they give you your ticket, your seat number. Um, and you have about four, three, four hours to kill before the show starts. There's a free bar. There's multiple free bars. There's multiple open bars all scattered all around. And it's maybe like this maybe five, 6,000 seats. So I sit down finally, absolutely shithouse hammered, and I hear a voice, not one, but next to, not one along. And it's a little Welsh voice. I'm like, you sound like you're from my neck of the woods. Do you want an omelette? <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> She's on toast. Yeah. And it She's was, on toast. And it was super natty cat and her partner Mo. And we just got on from the moment we met like an absolute house on fire. So we spent sort of the rest of the week Partially hanging out, but also doing our own thing. And E3 itself was great. So that night, I managed to drink enough alcohol to approach Todd Howard and got my photo wow. taken with him. <laughs> and I was wearing a T-shirt saying it just works with his face on it. It didn't, go, it didn't go Sam Neill like, did it? What's that? didn't go like Sam Neill, did it? No. It did not go <laughs> How tall is he? Five, 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 six, maybe. Uh, push. Sticks out. Five, six eight. on a good day. Fuck off. I'm so higher than that. <laughs> you're not, mate. You're 5'8". I'm 5'8". In heels. Don't take... 5'8". Don't five take... 5'8 in your fucking stompers that you've got. Don't take my inches off me. <laughs> it's all I've got. That's what all the boys say. <laughs> Every inch counts. <laughs> but yeah, finally, yeah, I, I plucked up the courage to approach him because I was like, it's now or never. I'm never going to get this chance again. Just do it. And if he's an arsehole, he's an arsehole. He wasn't an arsehole. He was a very... He was very polite in a... Probably what was in a very yeah, embarrassing situation. Because he was at work, mate. Yeah, exactly. That was his job. It was <laughs> fine, yeah. He wasn't a dick, so that was fine. And yeah, the, just the, the, west, the rest of the week was incredible and just had such a good time. Just The games came secondary, but the people I met were just brilliant. We should, we, we should go to Gamescom, shouldn't we? We should. I'd be up for going to Gamescom. It's probably, probably way easy. Cheaper as well. Yeah, way, yeah. A lot cheaper. If we, if we get a place between us, we'll be fine. I like yeah, to rest. Res were great. It was so intimate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, that's mine. I think. Awesome, awesome. Do we have any feedback? Yes, we do. Stand by. I know that's my job today. Clicky, clicky, clicky. Uh... <laughs> right then, from Mike H. Yep. Mike H says, "Picture the scene." 13-year-old Mike has been playing Final Fantasy VII, trying to get past the Midgar Zolem for three go. days. 
And on that momentous fourth day, he lined up on the corner of the closest area that it can't get you and waited for it, waited for <laughs> it to go as far away as possible. And I ran, ran across that pesky desert and made it to the other side just as the Zolum hit the edge and bounced away. One save later, and I genuinely leapt into the air and shouted, Yes! and fist-pumped the air as I was sent to the chippy for tea. The odd occasion mm. when shiny hinting Pokemon doesn't take weeks is also a good feeling. It is. Yep. You know, he could have just got a Chocobo and escaped it, doesn't he? Don't tell him that now. You don't ruin his happy moment. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's... The, I'm going to the chippy. Fucking hell, man, that's the moment. I still oh. love that now. You can't day. not be happy at the chippy. <sighs> God. What? What a place. <laughs> chippy. What? what? Chippy Say that again. You can't not be happy at the chippy. I don't. I know what you're about to say. Are you going to say you don't know what a chippy is, Biggie? No, oh, no, no. I know I what do. you're going to say. I'm just confused by what she's saying. Because <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't have to. You don't have to get chips at the chippy. You don't have to get chips. But yeah. actually, Sometimes I've not got chips. Chip shop chips. I don't mind because you have to like different. Drench, it's a different breed, isn't it? Drench them in vinegar. Yeah, they're not chips. Ugh. They're potatoes. They're not, they're not crispy. No, exactly. It's fine. Anyway, moving on. Best boy, Kurt. Hi, Emmy crew. Mm. I absolutely love anything media related to do with football. I love football documentaries regardless of teams. I subscribe Same. to 442 magazine and I read at least one book about football a month. It's also easy to consume and I'm just fascinated by the behind the scenes stuff I find out from it all. It brings me so much joy. Slightly related is the TV show Ted Lasso, which is just a delight to watch. I must admit I was mm. initially down on it after the first three episodes as I just thought all the characters were too stereotypical. And I guess they still are and they're... There is so much stuff throughout the show that would never happen in it's real deliberate. football. Yeah, of course. Mm. Like a dog saving a penalty. <laughs> that was good, though. Love that. But I grew to love Ted and the rest of the team, and now it's one of my favourite sitcoms. Cheers, Kurt. It's just... It's bang on. It is absolute feel-good TV, isn't it, Ted Lasso? Yeah. I, I hate football, yeah. and I... It's just like... How can you hate football? It frustrates me. Boring. No, yeah, so. it's just like having a hug, isn't it, watching Ted Lasso? It's not about yeah, watching football. football as well. Ted Lasso is not about football. No, it's not about football. It's about it's about football world. Because the football it, in it is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Dog shit. <laughs> Little dog shit. That's not how games are played. No, they, they have they have so many like stoppages. Was like, right, let's have a ten minute chat of what you need to do next. Like, what? Couldn't stop, couldn't <laughs> stop laughing, laughing at the final game. Oh, it's, a, it's atrocious. What going to it? The best one ever is uh, Escape to Victory when they break the goalkeeper's arm to allow Sylvester Stallone to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, still makes me that, smile. That, that film, that film's great. Yeah, is that is that the feedback? That's the feedback. Fantastic. No one's happier than us. So, as always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. Next week. It's time for Modern Escapism 3.0. We've discussed what we are planning with this, but just in case you weren't listening, next week's episode will just be a Nexus episode. Okay? The week after will just be a feature episode. The week after that will just be a Nexus episode. You'll still get your Patron's Choice episode once in the month. You'll still get all your added stuff. Patrons still get a paywalled Half hour, 45 minutes exclusive after the podcast. Everything's going to be gravy. Don't worry. We're just sick of ending the show at 12 o'clock every night. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. It's red hot. But yes, that's some start next week. Um, and we don't know what it's going to be about the week after yet. We're not, having, we're not doing the, uh, the monthly things anymore. 
It's just going to be, we're going to think of Anything. a feature. So if you are patrons, we will take your features on board as well. Yeah, I've got a few suggestions already. So Absolutely. I've had a few. But yeah, next week's just going to be, just going to be, you're still going to get the news every week and it's going to be a Nexus and then we're going home. <laughs> it's going to be great. Well, we're going to do the green room and stuff, but it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a tighter show. You're going to be able to listen to it on your commutes. There's going to be less waffle. And I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. And Stig's mouthing something at me. And I don't know what he's mouthing at me. Tell him about the Potter. Oh, <laughs> So, Kenny Potter, um, the next episode, when's that dropping, Stig? Will it be dropped by now? No, no, no. It's July's for that. So, that'll come out. July's. 10th of July. Yeah, uh, we have recorded the second episode of Kenny Potter. Now, as a podcaster who has done many podcasts, I'm extremely proud of this one. I think it sounds great. It's edited fantastically there. That's some- something that's I'm happy, like, making me happy. Like, I had a really good time, like, chatting the, the first yep. two episodes of this so far. Yeah, it's good. Seeing it's- your reaction to certain things as well. And mm. then, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird world. It's a weird world, and I'm enjoying my time. It's 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 a bit like you're too fast, too curious, but less aggressive, bald man screaming. <laughs> More exciting. Enjoying the movies by the sounds of it. Fast X is out now. Biggie, get onto it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I am enjoying the movies. It's this is this is a great world to be in. But yeah, that's that's it's it's going to be it's going to be a really fresh new uh, July to be honest guys and I'm looking forward to it and I hope you as listeners are looking forward to it give us a chance if we don't if you don't like the new format if it doesn't work we can always go back we're just testing the water we're trying to because we've got mental health as well and we can't keep doing these three hour epics we just can't do it it's killing us it's absolutely killing us <laughs> I'm glad you had shits for two weeks poor lad <laughs> That's the stress. <laughs> it's a stress. It's a stress. Stress. Yes. Having to edit six hours of podcasting. Exactly. Uh, don't forget all the other stuff. Uh, Scotch Sheep's cooking on gas at the moment. I'm really enjoying myself doing Scotch Sheep. So if you've never listened to that, fucking get in, mate. It's fucking hilarious. I had a really, I had a blast last week recording that. Absolute blast. So yeah, just please help us out. Consider becoming a patron. If you're not a patron. This is the end of the show. If you are, we'll see you in a minute. That's it. Happiness. We did it. We, we pretended to be happy for a full month. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking happy. Night-night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Gadget. Hang on one minute. Wait, before we start. Oh, uh, no. Sorry, carry on. We should let out a fart. Yeah. Gadget will hear, Gadget will hear that. <sighs> I can't believe it. So will all the listeners when he puts that in the... Uh... I was just going to say, yeah, that's <laughs> going through, isn't it? <laughs> You're disgusting. It would have been worse if I'd hung on to it. <laughs>